love. The Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. I'm a really kind human until you disrespect me. I've learned the hard way that when someone disrespects you, you do not owe them shit. They can apologize, you can forgive them, but forgiving them doesn't invite them back into your space. If someone disrespects me, I have no problem shutting the door until I feel good opening it again. And sometimes that door stays closed forever. You goddamn right. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Now, now I'm not going to go through the good mornings this morning, sorry, because we don't have a lot of time with Mikey today, but I do have to do one thing. It's T-shirt time? Yeah. 1210 is T-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 1210. It's T-shirt yep. time. Oh, yeah. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So nice. T-shirt time. You're annoying. It's T-shirt time. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Shut up now. I'm just trying to let everybody know so they put their T-shirts on. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Chaz Man. Chaz Man, today's T-shirt was worn out in public already. And I did get some side eyes. Today I'm wearing my my very famous Kunta Kinte shirt. And I want to thank Chazman and the fine folks at Ryan over at 4T5 Printing. Check them out. 4T5. It's 4, big T, number 5, sprinting, or printing company. Or print, yeah. 4, the letter number 4, T5, printing.com. There you go. Thank you very much. His name is Toby. Oh, now, 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 I have to make a phone call here because we got, we have Mikey and we don't have him all day. So we got him enough. I got a special opener for Mikey too. He gets a good morning. Hello. Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Okay. I've got a special opener for you here. Ready? Okay. That guy's been a friend of mine for 20 years. He's one of the most stand-up, solid dudes that I've ever met in my life. If he gives you his word, done. Yep, that's Mikey. Mikey, good that's morning, me. my friend. Hello, man. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm fucking bursting. Cannot wait to get to today's show. You don't even know <laughs> how excited I am. I've been pretty excited about this, too. So, um, uh, first of all, how you doing? How are things? How's the lovely new wife? Things are good. The wife is good. The kids are good. Everything's good. Awesome, man. Awesome. Is, is Are you still living in California, even though they're choking their residents? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, like, my situation is so weird. If we if we could move, we'd be out of here. Yeah. But, um, you know, I got I got a kid here and stuff, so I, I totally. at least got to stick around until she's either doesn't want to talk to me ever again as a teenager right. or until she graduates. Right. So, and you're a good dad, so she ain't going to ever do that first one. So you're stuck. You're going to be, you're going to be stuck in California forever. My God. <laughs> that sucks, man. Um, I hate it. Uh, let's not, let, let's not work. The news that broke last week. All right. The, the Twitter that was sent to me, somebody slid in my DMs and said, have you seen this? Because I've been blocked on their Twitter account. Smart move on their part. Um, Probably. 
what did you think of of the initial statement from from the certain morning show on 98 Rock, or formerly 98 Rock, now it's 98 Dump Truck? Uh, <laughs> what, what did you well, think of the response? Uh, right off the bat, I wasn't really too surprised, only because, like, um, I have I had seen on Reddit some people were somebody had tagged me in something in Reddit or maybe I was just searching stuff. I don't remember how I came across it. Maybe I just went to Rad's Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was I, I looked and I saw people were saying that they were off the air again, and and then as I was reading, it was they were saying they were off the air and they weren't playing best ups. So I had to say something, and I was like, right. okay, this is weird. So going all the way back to last fall when I was also told by the new 14 chin GM or, or OM over at that radio station that it would be easier to fire my show and bring in his friends, which evidently, you know, obviously he did after right. a while. He also had said in the office, there was talk about Rob and he had said that they were going to make some adjustments to the morning show and Rob's uh, not without giving away too much, basically telling me that they were going to make adjustments in, in the first part of summer saying June of 23, that things were going to be different. Okay. So when I saw that post and that Rob and they were playing music in initially, I thought, okay, either that guy is fucking with Rob just to kind of get his way or Rob's done. Mm-hmm. Like, because never in the years, maybe when you th- talked about throwing a shoe at your at a kid, <laughs> did we not did we not play best ofs? There was oh, always, yeah. always best ofs on in the always. morning, so that triggered me right off the bat that something is messed up. Yeah, I used to have to put all the best ofs together until we got producer Nick. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, then, we always did. And then, and as, and then as I was reading, somebody had mentioned that they were still running best ofs in Reno, and I'm like, all right, this is weird. And then he made that post. Well, you sent me that post because I didn't know about that. Right. You sent it to me. I didn't. I I had no clue. And somebody sent it to me and I was like, oh, my God. And then I looked and and they haven't blocked me on certain places. So I looked at it and I saw it and I was like, wow. It's a really big deal, man. And I know that a lot of people don't like that show. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I 100% get it. But removing the your feelings about them and the show and whatever, just in general, looking at 98 Rock and what has happened over the past five, six years and where it's at right now, like it, it, that show has been on the station for 20 some years, 24 That's, years, 24 years is insane. Nobody, mm-hmm. there is very few people, you know, this, that make it 24 years at one radio station, Yeah, let I, alone in the, in the entire industry for 24 years in general, in the so, morning, in, in the morning too. That's another yeah. big part right there. I mean, I ain't going to besmirch Pat Martin because I think Pat Martin is a legend. Agree, and, and, agree. and Pat has, you know, 58 years in Sacramento. <laughs> and God bless him for it. But, you know, 20, it, 24 that, years and, and 17 of those years were mine. Hey, yeah. I'll take it. It's a big deal, dude. So, like, mm-hmm. again, it, it just comes down to it's just a shock to the community and what happened to that radio station. So I did a little, I did a little digging. I don't know if it was yesterday or maybe it was Sunday. But I was looking like I ended up falling down a rabbit hole of posts about it. Mm-hmm. And I saw one of the sales ladies, one of the newer sales ladies that was hired like maybe a month or two before we were let go, commented on somebody else's post saying, how do I say this nicely, dot, dot, dot. We're all very excited about this. And talking about Rob not being there, they, she said that there are some big changes happening behind the scenes that we think you're going to be very excited about too. Ooh. So I, I don't know what that means. Maybe they're... 
but you know what? She's a sales lady. So yeah. she has to say those things. She has to make it sound like it's, but, it's good. But, let me, but who knows? Let me let you in on a little secret. So uh, when we first showed up in that market in 1999, um, management was so on our side. That, that's when we had the, uh, the, the, the big kahuna was the GM, who I absolutely mm-hmm. adored. And we had the prince of programming was the program director. Um, yeah. And they brought us in, and the sales staff was livid. They hated the idea. They hated every bit of us. And lo and behold, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise, right? So when we went to Seattle, it was the exact opposite. The management didn't want us, but the company, Intercom, said, no, you're going to take this morning show. And the sales staff was excited because they saw what we could do. Yeah. And so the sales staff saying that, that's a... very, very interesting for for me to hear. Well, I think that these salespeople don't know shit. Now, this particular lady, I will say this, this particular lady is is pretty good at what she does. And the the other stations that she's worked at, she's been um, very significant in creating events and things like that. So that's Mm kind of cool. And she brings in a lot of money. So she kind of knows that marketing side of things. But man, I don't I can tell you right now and for anybody that's listening who still lives in Sacramento and doesn't listen to the radio or whatever, or maybe you do the people that are running the show over there at 98 Rock, besides Mickey, who's in the middays, he's the midday girl. None of them give a shit about Sacramento. None of them know anything about Sacramento. None of them want to know about Sacramento. None of them care about the history of 98 Rock and what was created there. None of them care to dive into it. It just they just want to start over new, which I get in a way, but you kind of have to understand the history and where it came from in order to, in order to have a future, because if you just stop and change and become something different, people aren't, people are resistant to change, oh, God, and yeah. especially people who listen to 98 rock. Those people mm-hmm. are ex- resistant to any sort of change. They hate it. And they're going to lose even more listeners because of this. Well, I don't you think know, this is a good move. Yeah. Oh, well, here, here, here's the thing. Um, I've noticed, and I, I don't really pay much attention to it because I really don't care. I, I, mm-hmm. I like to see people fail, and I really I have a great big question about the morning show coming up next. But uh, the people that I, I'm not going to say replaced you because there is no replacing your show. Um, yeah. The people that are in your spot now that have hijacked your spot, they have not gained any traction. I know, and, and that's and, not that's not good, and, you know, and that's bad. I mean, bad. and it, all I hear is, and I have an idea about what ninety eight might be doing for the morning show, and it's going to be kooky. It's going to blow your mind, uh, but I don't think they're going to be moving that afternoon show there. I don't think so either. I think that'd be a really bad idea. Um, yeah, that for as they've been on since what March, and I've watched, I've looked at the overall ratings. I don't have uh, specific numbers for day parts and stuff, but I've watched them. I watched the station tick up just a tiny, tiny little bit, not even a share in the ratings, and then start to go down again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're not bringing anybody in, and the way they're working their marketing and social media is not good either because they're not l- allowing people to express their feelings. No, they, they turn the comments off. All comments. That's ballless. That is it's completely insane. ballless. You don't want a radio, a rock radio station that doesn't have balls is not a rock radio station. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's not. It's 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 to block people from saying how they feel is insane to me. But mm. they but I realize that I also realize that, you know, there's rabid fans 
in this market who are rabid fans of of that damn show and rabid fans of my own and rabid mm-hmm. fans of of Rob, and those people are very vocal as well. So I could see, in a way, why they would, but at the same time, then they they should be using this opportunity to to let people speak their mind and then bring them in somehow. See, this I just is... I think they're doing it all wrong. No, they they completely are because I will tell you this story. When we first came to that market in 1999, that was the near the beginning of the whole internet revolution, right? And mm-hmm. especially for radio, and there was a message board. And the Prince of Programming, he said, stay off it. And, of mm-hmm. course, the first thing I'm going to do is run right to the message board. And people were kicking the shit out of us. So you know yeah. what I did? I didn't go to the comments anymore. I didn't you do just, that after day one. You just got to stop going to the comments. Or if you do, then if you if you want to read those comments, I feel like the response should always be in a way where a more of an understanding response and try to work in a way to get them to take a listen again. Oh, I, know, I, I, I read them and used them as fuel. Nothing like that happens. Oh, I, I use it as fuel. I won't comment back. I mean, I don't want to dip to Chris Payne's level. Oops, did I mention his name? Sorry. But I don't want to mention people, and I, I don't want to fight back with them on social media. What I want to do is I want to kick their ass on the air and convert yeah. them to listening. Now, yeah. let's go back to the morning show real fast. Um, sure. If you had, if you were, if you were a gambling man, if you were a gambling man, and you were playing roulette, and the red said fired, the black said walked out. Which one would you be betting on? You I'm give me going the color. to say it's, it, those are my only two options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no green safe option. You're going to either win or lose. You're either right or wrong. I'm going to say walked out. Really? And here's why. Because okay. literally the only connection to the community, and even though that show – was not very connected to the community. They did try over the past few years. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. That was the only connection to Sacramento that 98 rock had left. Okay. Uh, here, That's here. my only reason for thinking that, but, okay. I, but at the same time, dude, I feel the same way. Like I think maybe they got fired just because what I was told last fall. Right. So here's, here's where I stand. Uh, I believe you had posted something on social media about 98 and how they had fallen to 11th place in the yeah, ratings. These go to 11, dude. <laughs> 11? I mean, I mean I, I can't I can't even fathom why anyone there would have a job. I mean, even the Me janitor. The fucking I would fire the fucking receptionist. I'd fire everybody there. Yeah, me too. It's crazy. That's um, really really low. You cannot have a top tier morning show and be 11th in the market. I and you didn't really give any like what we call day parts or anything. Yeah, I um, don't have those. But but to see there, it's it's mathematically pretty much impossible to be number one, so they can't claim that, and they're getting beat by dog shit and jerk off. So that's a Fucking really good Christ. point too, and and that very well could have came into play, but it's but that's all pretty recent. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, you know, radio they'll spend a year trying to fix a problem mm-hmm. instead instead of knee jerk reactions because knee jerk reactions are really really bad in this industry. So if they, it, it, Rob was number one. I could tell you that for a fact. Rob was number one last summer. Mm-hmm. Rob was was number one, number two last fall in 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 his key demos for sure. So for for it to be a rating situation, and them to make that that reaction that quick. 
would be that seems like a really bad idea but again the person running the show over there is a narcissistic jackass this guy wanted to do bonfires in california like are you insane man what are you talking about bonfire? in the middle of fire season he's talking about doing a bonfire so the guy doesn't really know what's up so but so it's really it's it's really hard to say i think at one point especially after that damn show left rob was carrying the station there's no no doubt about it mm -hmm. but again over to that show the show like anybody i talked to uh they were done with that show because they said it sounded like it just did one long commercial. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is the interesting part. Um, the night that, that I was sent the, the message and I messaged you and, and you and I were going back and forth. Um, I have somebody in the Reno building. Ooh. And, uh, I asked them what they thought. And yeah. this person is pretty high up in the Reno building. Um, this person had no clue what happened. Really? No clue whatsoever. Everyone, the, the quote I got was, oh, everyone was caught off guard. Wow. Yeah. So. Maybe, this maybe is, they were fired. This is maybe why that's I, what it was. I lean the other way. And, and it's so delicious. It's, I, I, I love every morsel of it. it it's fantastic. Because if they if they if they keep the reason the reason why we built our own studio was a couple reasons it was a monetary issue and if we ever got in trouble in Sacramento and they suspended us fucking Reno's not going to suspend us yeah. so we have to still do a show but we don't have a studio because we're suspended and you know that that's the only time I will tell you this going back to something you said the only time they ever played music is when we got in trouble. Yeah, that was it. And it was only a couple times. So it, it, it this whole story is just amazing to me. But I want to read something that was sent to me yesterday. And I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. This was in, um, uh, I believe, some radio magazine publication. It wasn't R&R &R or anything. Um, the hosts described the long-running show as real human beings each with their own warped view of the world, each loaded with every flaw and bias imaginable to mankind, uh, duking it out in a public forum for, hour, for five hours every weekday, and you won't hear interns standing on street corners trying to get passerbys to drink a gallon of bacon grease for Aerosmith tickets. What? Mm -hmm. What is this? This was a quote from someone on the show that said they're above that. They won't stoop to that level of going on street corners and doing that. That right there was a direct shot at me. Yeah. Because that's how we grew the show. I know. That's it, how that damn show grew, too. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you this right now. When it was just two of us in the morning, I had to sit in tubs of salsa I had to wear a <laughs> diaper on April Fool's Day, and it snowed that night before to make a bigger fool out of yourself than Arnie. I, oh. I had to do all these things, and what did it do? It paid off. And guaranteed, it paid off when I did the same dumb shit when I dressed up like a turkey and handed out frozen fucking turkey dinners to people on the street when I was working on the dog pound. Wolf. It... it, 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 it I don't understand the I'm above this 
type of shit. Like that stuff is funny. That stuff gets people's attention. It, that's like when we would send Ian out to do weird shit and stand on the corner of the street and protest, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like we did, he would go to to Target and pretend like he works there and help people. And we, and we you know, we'd have, we'd have him, he'd have this little earpiece in him telling him what to ask people and shit like that. That was a lot of fun. People liked that. And not only that, though, it created really good, fun, entertaining radio. It did. And it to did. have to have to have four people like right now, that show was not differing opinions, duking it out in society. Though that show was one man saying whatever he wanted to say, and then everybody else agreeing with him, or or, or just a gigantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Followed by gobble, a- gobble, 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 because she's so fucking fat now. There was, there was one girl who was on that show years ago who I thought brought a different perspective, um, but she's no longer there. She had kids and and different things going on, so she had she butted heads against Rob. She didn't agree mm-hmm. with Rob all the time, and that brought in a really compelling aspect to the show. And then they had um, the transgender girl on there for a little while. Not that I'm all about that, but at least it was something different. And somebody with a differing opinion, and then she's not really. He's gone or whatever. Not really, because that was Dawn's nephew, niece. Oh yeah, that's right. That's. I, right. I, I mean, we, and 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 here, 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 here's the funny backstory on that. So, uh, a couple years ago, because I, I stopped following on them on social media and stuff. Um, she put up a picture of her wedding, and uh, Scab and I gave her away at her wedding, <laughs> and uh, they edited me out of the photo. Wow. And I that's, said that, that's that, insane. I, I, I said that's just bullshit. Well, her nephew was at that wedding and he was wearing a cape. A and cape. oh yeah. And you can't wear a cape in front of Rob and I. You you just you, you you I mean you couldn't fuck around in front of us because you were going to find out the hard way. Yeah. And we we blasted that kid on Monday because we all came back to work. She got married in Vegas. We came back to work and we're talking about her gay nephew the entire time, Dominique. Now, I don't know what the damn name is now, but I, and nor I do no I idea. care. Uh, but but I, I found it very very funny that this person came to work at that building. I was like, you've got to be kidding me! It's like the fucking it, cabinet. It's just pandering. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's the fucking United Colors of Benetton happening all over again. <laughs> so um, I, I think I've thrashed enough on, on that morning show now because I, I'm, I'm so happy it's gone. The, the thing that's funny is that I know because people told me how much fun they made of me for doing a podcast. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going the podcast route or if they're staying on the air in Reno. I, I haven't gotten any of my, my, my detectives in on that yet. Um, I think from what they say, is they're going to, when they come back in July is they'll be broadcasting on radradio.com and in Reno. Whoo, boy, you want to talk about a gigantic failure. Let's have a clean show on the Internet. I know. That seems insane <laughs> to me. <laughs> That's I don't understand. It doesn't hysterical. make any sense to me. It's like this dude has been building up his membership side of his of his show for years. And I would think that based on that and the, the amount of what he says and how many members he supposedly has, he should be able to just do that. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't wait 
until I have enough paying subscribers on the Mikey podcast where that is all I do. And I will do a show every single day and it'll be awesome. It'll Mm -hmm. be fun. And I'll have interviews. I can't wait for that to happen. I'm not there yet, but I can't wait. And that's what I'm trying to do. He's been doing this forever. Why can't he do this? Yeah, because, well, nobody likes him. Uh, that, that could be one of the big things. I mean, he, he has burned a lot of bridges in this industry. You know that. He really has. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that, that, that's the – a lot of people have asked me who have been in the industry. They, they, they knew that our show was good. And in, in 2005, R&R, which is kind of our Bible that we go by in radio, right? Yeah. Um, we were named Morning Show of the Year. That's amazing. We beat Howard. We beat Man Cow. And, and it, was, it was a big feather in our cap. And people always ask us, why didn't you go to other places? It wasn't because we love Sacramento so much. And it, there's nothing wrong with Sacramento. But why didn't we go to L.A.? Why didn't we go to New York? I, I know why. Because negotiating with us sucked. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, and that makes sense. And, and that was the whole thing. Nobody wanted to do that. So, and nobody wanted to give, and the other thing is, nobody wanted to give creative control. And that was one thing we had. So we said, fuck that. And that's, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. But, and we never played in those, you know, we, we never went to, and, and looking back, I wish we would have gone to a convention or two to make some allies to, because I know yeah. that you guys went to a convention in Chicago, right? Yeah, a couple of times they flew us out to that morning show boot camp, and, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. I, and I definitely met some cool people there, and I still stay in touch with them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, and, and that's the best part of those things is just meeting the people, not hearing a bunch of idiot consultants who couldn't hack it on the radio tell you what you should be doing. Yeah, it's um, all about the networking. Um, so, do you remember a girl that worked at the end? Uh, she did oh boy, nights. Here we go. <laughs> she did nights. Uh, Ashley yes. something. Hold up. Before we jump into that, yeah. can I ask you a question? Yes. Because I know I, I'm ready to talk about that. Is You said that you have a feeling what they're going to do at that radio station. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you asked me because it ties into this. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I okay. think I think 98 <laughs> Rock, and we'll get to this Ashley girl, who, by the way, was terrible on the air. Um, she was okay. She was awful, and that's why she was doing nights on the end. Come on, man. It doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah, I mean, but nights on a top 40 station is kind of a big deal, I guess, you know, because that's where you, it's like mornings and nights on top 40 tend to be the best. That girl has more jobs. Every time I open Facebook, I see, oh, I'm in this market, I'm in this market, I'm in this market, I'm in this market. I'm like, fucking hold down a job for a week, hon. That, I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> um, but uh, but I honestly think that 98 Rock is going to try to do the first AI morning show in America. Oh, my God. And they'll have three different voices, and it'll be all AI produced. And you know what's so funny? Because this Ashley girl talked about it in trade magazines recently, saying that she embraces this. How do you feel as a radio presenter, as a broadcaster, about this? I feel like this is just the beginning. Um, I read a lot of her, a lot of those articles and I did, I talked about it on my podcast too. I played the clips of her show and I played a clip of her, um, doing a giveaway, uh, or the AI version of her doing a giveaway. It was awful. I heard um, it. I heard it It was terrible. There's no, like you said, there was no emotion, no emotion whatsoever. It's an emotionless robot. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, I think that this is literally the beginning of what's going to i hate to sound like this guy too but what's going to be the end of personalities look i had somebody tell me i don't know if it was yesterday or the day before that uh no it was over the weekend um is my my sister-in-law's 
boyfriend. He said that um, he listens to Spotify and Spotify has an AI DJ and it's great. He's, he was like, though, this DJ then, you know, plays this and then it's like, hey, here's something you listened to back in 2000 or whatever it was. Or, back, you know, here's a song from 2001 that we think you're going to like. And, and they have this DJ voice doing it and people like it. If people like that and people tend to spend more time on Spotify and Apple Music than they do with regular radio to listen to music, then, man, if radio is relying on music, radio's done. Oh, totally that's, agree. Well, that's and- it. Because there's no, there's no possible way, as far as I'm concerned, and maybe the algorithm exists out there that I just don't know about it. There's no possible way AI can do what you and I are doing right now. No, no, there's, there's no. You way. know, at least, at least to this extent, with actual thought and in depth and history and, and and knowledge of things that are going on, um, I think maybe in the future it might be able to. But right now, if radio is relying on music it is going to be dead in the next five years. It, ha- it has to either rely on actual human interaction with people and entertaining content, real content that matters and resonates with people, or it's just going to be trying to sell advertising and, and that's it. and no, be an emergency alert system. That's all it is now. I mean, I mean, honestly, I it, because Here's the funny part about it as I see this happening. You get all these people reacting, going, oh, my God, this is so terrible. Well, wait, wasn't voice tracking terrible? (laughs) Because radio did that. Radio voice tracked in order to save money. Yeah. So how can we save even more money now? We'll just buy the AI program once. We don't have to pay it weekly. We don't have to give it benefits. We don't even have to have fucking parking spaces anymore. Nope. And I, I sadly see it going down that way. And people, look, it's only going to make things like our shows stronger. I hope so. Because that's that's like what the decisions I see being made in radio is they pull out from, from embracing communities and localities and, and doing things in the community and event, creating events for people and, and being a part of their lives because it's less and less and less you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I look at this market for example was was what in the industry is just considered a big radio market yep not as in large market because it had a lot of people it's just people fucking loved radio here and they connected with the with the morning shows and the midday guys and the afternoon people they really really connected and as the as as this particular market since it's the only one i can really use as an example pulled that shit away you can look at the ratings going down and ratings don't necessarily mean money and ratings don't necessarily need mean advertising but you can't sell advertising on the 11th ranked station you no. can sell advertising on the number one radio station but if you're ranked 11th and you're not doing anything in the fucking community nobody's going to want to have anything to do with you no. but if you're ranked if you're ranked maybe sixth or seventh but yet you're throwing concerts in the park and you're you're getting out there and you're having events and you're inviting people into your into your lives and doing things and connecting you can still sell sell fucking advertising you can still resonate and you can still connect but that's not what's happening and if they bring in ai that's just less even more less of a connection with real actual people they're just fucking it's like they're putting the nails in the coffin themselves oh and and, but but see this goes back to something you said earlier the people that run radio don't know radio they They, don't they have no idea they're not radio people they're car salesmen they're selling air they don't get Mm -hmm. the whole thing about radio 
radio is, it's hard to explain to people how infectious it is and how awesome it is. When we were 98 Rock, when we were that station, yeah, and we had our own promotions crew, we had our own sales staff, there is not another station in that market that could touch us. At all. Not even close either. At all. And I mean, we're talking talent-wise. We're talking salespeople were awesome. The promotions department was the best promotions department I ever worked in. The best in the business, dude. And and look, I didn't like John that much, but man, oh man, he could do his job. He was amazing at his job. And then when Ryan came in, Ryan did a great job. And now it's all, all it is is it's interns that run that. If they do any kind of promotion or if they do a dude, I used to love not only because I love movies, but I love doing the movie premieres and welcoming the people to the movies and, and doing it. It was fantastic. It was it was just that whole part, you know. You get that instant gratitude from the fans, and it's awesome. They don't do that stuff anymore. You you just talk about interns running the promotions department. What promotions department? Yeah. For this 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 cluster of radio stations here in Odyssey doesn't have one. They have they have a promotions and marketing team that works based you know mostly in san francisco and a little bit in in sacramento it's you know a regional type situation so if there's any events and anything that's going on you know who has to set the stuff up the djs oh yeah like my last my last year there if we did any events and we went out we had to engineer the thing we had to figure out what the problem was if we couldn't get on the air we had to set all the banners up put everything up meet people talk to people do our show tear the shit down like it was crazy we had no help whatsoever. And then when we would ask for help, it was they it got turned around on us as if we were complaining or being oh, negative. Yeah. Oh, like, it, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you know, you know, what's so funny is that when I started in radio, that's what you had to do. You had to set up your own remotes. If you had a remote somewhere, we I would have to drive this. I would have to go to the station, get the terrible station van that was a death trap. Didn't have seat belts. Um <laughs> I would have to set up the Marty unit. Uh, oh that's old school shit right there, where it would bounce off a mountain and hit the radio station signal to where I could be talking <laughs> live, right? Yep, yep. I would have to set all that up, do the fucking Monday night football from the little wall, tear all that shit down, drive that rickety piece of shit back to the radio station, and then finally go home so I could go sl- to sleep for the morning show I had to do the next morning. It was like... And, and I didn't bitch about it. But when you make it to a larger market, that shit's done for you. This was the 119th market in the country at the time in Reno. Now it's 99. Ooh. But we, we moved to market number, you know, 23 or whatever. We're like, oh, okay, this is how it's done. Kick ass. You can't, you can't do that to the talent. You just can't. Well, you, can't you just can't expect uh, the talent to, to be – Look, we had people who didn't like us either. So you can't expect the talent to also be the security guard as well. You right. know what I mean? Like that was that was also part of the thing. Like we had pe- like we had some guy who kind of like almost threatened to kill my co-host one time, and 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 they didn't. He like wrote her a weird note and said some weird shit. We had no security to help us. Like we were worried. We almost had to call the cops on this. We had some guy who came up and started punching the glass in the room that we were in because he didn't fucking like me. Like it was. There was so much crazy stuff. Now, in it now let me us. ask you though: Did you ever have a white powdery substance sent to you after nine eleven? 
No, thank God. But I was there when I think I was there when that. Oh happened. yeah. No, wait, we, no, no. It was that was too. That was before me. Yeah, yeah. The the fucking FBI was in the building. We couldn't yeah. leave the studio. So I I know what that's like. I mean that's great when, and I was lucky enough to be the the big guy on the show and. They they knew me as a redneck, knowing that I probably ain't going to let anything bad happen to anybody around me. So nobody really fucked with us too much like that, because they would have gotten yeah. ass whooping. I mean, it, plain and simple. I mean, they would have let me go out and fucking kick somebody's ass. But luckily enough, we never had anybody like that. We did have plenty of people that hate us. I mean, we, we had one guy who, uh, so um, one time I, I, the only time I ever lied to the big kahuna, he called me in his office one day, and we had this listener that hated us. His name was James Peake. And uh, we had a stack of these emails where he threatened to kill us. He threatened to rape oh wives and shit like that. Right? We sent it to the FBI. And he's the reason why we, we eventually got fined. But he had complained about us before because his, his sister was in an, a car accident, and she became all fucked up. So he thought whenever I was making fun of women, I was talking directly to his sister. Because he Jesus. was off his meds. And uh, the first time he complained, he complained about a, a phrase I used on the air <laughs> when I referred to semen as gentleman's relish. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'll never forget the big kahuna. <laughs> Scabs tell me, just, hey, don't, 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 don't say that you said it. I was like, oh, okay. I go into his office. You remember he had that big-ass crazy office? Yeah. And, and Kahuna and I were tight, but he, he got mad at me a couple times. He's like, God damn it, Arnie. Um, did you say the phrase gentleman's relish on the air? And I, I almost started <laughs> laughing because he actually said it. I was like, no, no, I don't recall. And the guy didn't record it, so they never, ever got to find us for that. But, yes, I did say gentleman's relish on the air. What's the problem with gentleman's relish? Oh, it's I, not, that's a perfectly creative way of saying what you were talking about. I mean, it was funny. Um, all right, I, I, you know, since I got you on the air, and you're a music guy, I remember one time you told me that when I worked with the Dog Pound, we were the worst, our music tastes were the worst you'd ever seen. <laughs> well, because fucking Dog loves Van Halen. Hey, I and... like Van Halen, but I don't love him. I don't base everything, I don't base every decision in life off of fucking Eddie Van Halen. He does. Oh, he does. <laughs> he, oh, God. He put up a post last week because they come up on my feed. I don't follow them. But I guess he's putting in a new deck. And he put, oh, really? he put up pictures of wood. Like, yeah, we're going to go with this one for the deck. And I'm like, boy, that, that is an engaging post. Talk about a show that does not really know how to connect. with. They don't people. know how to do anything. Like I know they're out there. They're, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them some. I'm gonna cut them some slack because because they're getting up every morning and they're doing their show. But like they Horribly. have no clue how to be real. No, no. You know what I mean? That's pretty much it. Like we we know Joe and, and his whole story and who he actually really is in real life. A and then I, I I don't really know Dana that well. I mean, she was great when we worked together at, at the radio station before, but. I don't know who she is now. But dog, hostage. Dogface is—he doesn't know how to connect with humans. He doesn't—he doesn't go to events. He doesn't talk to people. He is like the most closed-off person I've ever met in radio. And I don't like people, but, he, but this guy is the worst. Oh, dude! When we would have to do um, River Cats games, 
He hated the fact that I would take pictures with everybody. I would take pictures. with If people noticed me, I was like, hell yeah, take a picture. And, and they're like, can dog and John? I'm like, yeah, come on in. And they I love doing that. Oh, God, because that show, and I had to look at him one day. I go, this means it's working, dummies. Yeah. The, the people coming up to you means it's working. So continue to do this, stupids. <laughs> God almighty. I mean, like, I, I just shake my, I, I literally shake my head that they're still employed. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised too, but maybe they're just waiting it out for to for this situation to happen. Hell, they might become the number one morning show. Oh Jesus, that would be the end of days. I, I mean, they probably get paid by the hour. That's the only way that they can justify that show still on the air. Um, <laughs> um go ahead. Uh, and, but then, but then I was just going to mention. But then there's Pat Martin, who's yeah. probably doing pretty pretty good. Yeah, Pat. Pat's the truth. Hey, did you ever tell him that you made out with his wife? Not Pat, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he knows. Okay, actually. good. Yeah, I think good. I think it, it came out, and he, uh, <laughs> him and I had a little bit of a conversation. I think that might have been the last time him and I ever talked. Man, oh man, I tell you what, you should have fucking, you should have embellished. You should have embellished. Because <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, well, I it, it was already, it was already when he was leaving, and they had me do this thing where, where basically I fucking called him out on the air, and you know when had Andy on, and it was. Oh yeah, like, oh that was fantastic. I, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would have been like, yeah, I put my big toe in her butthole, and she enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> but uh, so okay, let's talk about um, concert now. Uh, I got a, a call from uh, my wife's son who went to a concert the other night. He's at a concert, and I know that you're a huge live music fan, as I am, except for the fact that music is pretty much dead right now for the most. Yeah, it's part. not good. Um. Let me ask you something. What are your pet peeves at concerts? Because uh, I've got a big one right now. Well, I mean, I've been to so many that anything that ever really did bug me at one period, at one point in time, I've just kind of learned to deal with. I think the, one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest things, though, and, and this is out of most people's control, is just the price of things. I think the price of food and drinks and, and, have, and charging people for water is ridiculous. People need water to survive. You're at a fucking festival and it's 100 degrees outside. How the fuck are you going to charge $4 for a water? That's crazy. Make the water free. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that, I, that really much bothers me about about festivals and okay. concerts like i'm just over it i mean okay. I'm, I'm over the, the 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 shit that used to bug me like i just enjoy going and seeing the show all right here, here's one that i can't get over because it happens to me all the time and it happened to him just the other day he's trying what to watch it? a show some asshole in front of him puts up a fucking ipad Oh, and an starts, iPad. An iP- I, I, have you not seen this? People are taking iPads and filming them at the at the fucking show now on an I, iPad. I have seen that. Christ's sake, live in the moment, people. You know, video I, a song or two, that's fine, but the whole goddamn show. You got to wonder if that person's live streaming it and and for for whatever. I I that does bug me. Oh, I will see? say the I, the iPad thing does does bug me because it's too fucking big. And it can really distort, it can really get in somebody's way. Oh, that just bugs the shit out of me. And that, look, I, I've gotten over the fucking guy who thinks he's the lead singer right in front of me who turns around and wants to sing me the lyrics 
to a fucking love song. <laughs> I mean, hey, buddy, that's great. I, you're not Freddie Mercury, so just turn around, okay? Shut the hell up. But the one thing, another thing that probably does bug me, but there's no getting around this, is like when you're crammed into a place like <clears throat> Ace of Spades or whatever, and it's 100 degrees outside and everybody's sweaty and disgusting, and you just feel somebody's gross-ass arm sweat mm. rub up against you and it's just the worst thing ever and all you want to do is go home and take a shower oh it, that is bad i mean i mean like going to small indoor shows that was never my favorite thing i did enjoy it sometimes though because it, you got to see really cool bands in small venues yeah. um i got to see one time we we got uh somebody at the station was on the fans list and we got to see metallica at the fillmore I've never uh-huh. seen that place so packed. I mean, yeah, that my would be God. that's that. I'm not even a huge Metallica fan, but that would be something I would never pass up. Oh, uh, I, I I got to see the Cult at at Fillmore, um, which was phenomenal. I got to see a lot of cool bands. The the Fillmore. I don't know if it's still operating today, but that is one of the best venues I've ever been to. It's such a fun venue, and you get the posters yeah, it afterwards. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know if it is still open either, but I but I agree it was definitely one of the one of my favorite venues to go. I do like Ace of Spades here in Sacramento. I've I've always had a good time there. I mean, there was yeah. a, the one time I went to go to a Papa Roach show and some guy got super mad at me for living, I guess, just mm-hmm. for being alive and decided to punch me. So that was an That's interesting time. But other That's than that, good. I had a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, you should have been punched you at a Papa Roach show for God's sake. They're the ones oh, who come on. rock music. Hey. They're therapy I, rock. They're dude, nice Jacob, guys. Jacoby's awesome. Jacoby's a good dude. Super his, nice his guy. Energy, super. That's what I would say. Like his his energy is so fucking infectious. Like when that guy's around, you just feel good. And, but, and I, why I, can't I he that. sing that way? Why can't he sing about good, happy things instead of about the terrible relationship with his father? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. They killed it at aftershock. The other, what was it last year? I think they were amazing now aren't you giving away tickets to, to aftershock you got to promote your show at some point here come on yeah now. yeah so mikeypodcast.com um listen to the podcast they do three days a week mondays wednesdays and fridays um the yes i am giving away aftershock tickets i'm actually giving away aftershock tickets and uh festival survival kits and i'm doing this all summer so it's round one each month is a different round nice. right now i'm in the middle of round one it actually ends this week i'll announce my first winner on friday and then we move into July, which is round two. Uh, and we'll do this July, August, and September, basically leading all the way up to the show. Um, you'll get you'll get wristbands, GA, I'm not not VIP, but GA wristbands for the entire weekend, which is better than one of the radio stations here in town is only giving you single day passes. That is awesome. Um, and all you gotta do, it's very simple. Go over to my Instagram at I am Mikey, um, or even at the Mikey Podcast. And look for the pinned picture. It says it right on there, Aftershock Festival Survival Kit. Follow the rules that are in there, which are very, very simple. It's very, very easy. Um, and then that's it. And you're in the running. And doesn't cost you anything. And you get that's awesome. a bunch of cool cool gear to get you through the weekend. Like I was mentioning, uh, festivals having water. Like, that's one thing I loved about that. those guys at Aftershock. They fucking know how to do a festival, man. They they, they have do. water stations all over the place. They know that it's hot and dry in Sacramento. So you can bring a water bottle, and I'm giving people, you know, water bottles, T-shirts, hats, That's backpacks awesome. to carry all their shit in, and tickets to get them into the show. Good so I'm really excited about that. Uh, by the way, great lineup. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm bummed that I'm not there because two of my favorite Dude. bands, the, Colt, uh, I, the Colts oh, plan, yeah. and it, it, wait, isn't, it, wait, Limp Biscuit isn't there, are they? Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Oh, there. God damn it. Three of my favorite bands. I know I'm a fool <laughs> for still loving Limp Biscuit, but hey, I'm a child of the 90s. 
Um, Me too. I'm I'm excited for Limp Biscuit. Um, and then of course you got Guns and Roses. I yep, mean, Guns and Roses, Tool, Corn, Limp Biscuit. Wow. Like it's, I mean, Incubus, one of my favorite bands ever. I got married on this day, 311. They're playing again. Mm-hmm. When they play a festival like this, they play all their heavy shit, so they don't get into the, the slow reggae-style stuff. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a good show. How many shows do you think you've been to? Oh, my God. I mean, you I and I. I this out a few months ago. It's I, I damn near 1,000. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard to, to, to put a number on it because, I mean, I've been going to shows since I was 12. And, oh yeah, and and I mean on a regular since then, and and then when I got into radio, it was like a show a week, sometimes two, three shows, mm-hmm. least, especially when I was younger. And so there's just been so many. The the reason why I asked, I remember that was a question that was brought up on the Dog Pound Wolf, um, and I remember jerk off saying i've been to like twelve shows. I go, you've been to twelve shows. That's it. You've only been to twelve shows. He's like, well, how many have you been? I go, at least nine hundred. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I've worked in radio forever, dude. I've been to shows, man. That's like one of the few perks in radio yeah. still is being able to go to shows, which is why I haven't been to a show in so long. Is since I have since uh since I'm not at the radio station anymore. Fucking concert tickets are expensive, man. Oh God, I mean, when we first moved to Texas, I was so excited because Texas was open and not closed because of the COVID bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. I got to see uh, this country artist that I always like, Pat Green. He played at Billy Bob's. And then a guy named Robert Earl Keane played at Billy Bob's. I got to see two live shows in the course of a month. And I, my, my soul was just quenched. I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Even though Billy That's Bob's awesome. sound is horrible. It's like going to fucking Arco back in the day. Hey, it's live music, and it was fun. Now, here's the tough yeah. question for you. Best right. show you've ever been to? Wait, what was it? The best show I've ever been to? Best show oh, you've fuck. ever been to. Oh, man. Um, dude, it's really kind of hard to put it, put it right on, you know, the best. Like, there's been, like, one of the most intense shows I've ever been to was seeing System of a Down in Columbus at a small venue. This was before they were, you know, who they are now. Scumbags. This was in the early 2000s. Yeah. And holy shit, that was one of the loudest shows. And then there was, I saw Static X at a place uh, called the Odeon in Cleveland. And holy, and that's a four hundred person venue. Maybe it's wow. five hundred people. I don't know, but it was insane. It's, but I've been to. Oh man, I. It's hard to say, but I'm gonna throw out here, and you're gonna probably think I'm lame for this. But there was a show. There was a Dirty Head show that I went to. You love um, them fucking band. I they, fucking love the Dirty Heads. God, they, they are, are so bad. So good. So bad. God. They are so much fun, and I just have – I think it's that mixture of, like, rap and a little bit of reggae and, I don't know, it's a little bit of punk. I love it. But, man, I can't pick my favorite show. Okay. Like, I, I used to have it – like, like my favorite show in Sacramento I ever saw was Rage Against the Machine at Argo. I never saw Rage. Oh, Rage. They put on – when they played Killing in the Name of, when they hit the drum beat and they take that rest, they threw oh. all the house lights on. And it was amazing. I mean, that was one of the best shows I ever saw. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, I got to see ACDC Fourth Row 2007 in Fresno. That's my best Holy on the shit. road show. Best festival show. I'm, th- th- this one's going to catch you. You ready for this? Yeah. It was the first time they ever toured, and it was at the Vans Warp Tour. Social Distortion, yes. Sugar Ray, and Limp Biscuit. 
And Sugar that, Ray. Yeah, that. But but nice. see, no, 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 no. Do you not remember Sugar Ray's first two albums? Yeah, this was. Yeah, they were. They were totally heavy. Yeah. <laughs> they were way different. They were way different. I remember when 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 I, I don't think I've ever told you this story. So, do you know who was a huge Sugar Ray fan? No, Chris Payne. That's hilarious. And and I, I kid you not, I was sitting in a production room in Reno, and I was waiting to go to lunch with Payne. And Payne was the music director, which that was a terrible idea, but that was he got fired for it later. Um, the shipment came in, and it was the new Sugar Ray single, Fly. Now, Chris <laughs> was so excited. Chris was fucking beyond. The only band he likes more than Sugar Ray at this point was Deftones, which I know you're not a Deftones fan. and No. I'm not a big one, but I love their lead singer because he's a fan of mine. So, Yeah. But uh, so Chris put it in the CD player. We closed the production room door and he turned it up and that thing started. And, it, you know, this, uh, I just want to fly. <laughs> I couldn't hold back my tears from laughing because it was so funny because then Chris just stopped it literally 12 seconds into the song. Stops the CD, ejects it. Kids, CDs are what we used to listen to music on. <laughs> He ejected it, put it back in the jewel case, closed it, opened the production room door, and we had this planner in a, the old lobby way in Reno, and it, it had like this this uh, like six or seven inch like high brick around it. He put it on the brick and smashed it ten times. <laughs> he put it back in the box and said, "Can you please send this back to the record company?" I was on the oh I was dying. Dying, but but the Vans Warp Tour that was at Boreal, oh, that was amazing. 1996, seven, 1997, because I just quit drinking. Damn, yeah, yeah. Vans Warp Tours were always were always a really good time. So so much fun. Uh, worst show yeah. you ever saw? Worst show I ever saw was probably. Um, I mean, I saw a puddle of mud. I think I want to say this was uh, 2000. It was, I was at 98 rock, I believe. So it was probably 2007, 2008. And it was a puddle of mud show. I want to say, and that that West Scantlin guy was just fucking awful. And uh, so for me, that was probably the worst show, but even to me, like the worst show is like still good. It's like pizza. You know what I mean? And people say, you know, bad pizza is still good pizza. It's not necessarily a case, but still it's pizza. Um, it's live music still. So like, mm-hmm. even if I'm at a bar and this band sucks, like I'm going to have a good time either making fun of them or whatever. I just try to make the best out of the situation, no matter what. My, my, my worst shows are both David Allen co. I saw him at Billy Bob's when I was t- 19. And then I saw him at Ace of Spades when I was quite a bit older and he sucked both times. But the worst show I ever saw rock show when the press club still had shows in Sacramento Buck yeah. Cherry played there. And it was <laughs> Buck Cherry. Awful. The the lead singer, he goes, Hey, I got a joke for you. And the crowd's like sitting there. He goes, So I'm fucking this guy in the ass, and he asked for me for a reach round. I said, What do you think? I'm a fag? I was oh like, Oh my god. And I'm just looking at the stage and I was like, Wow. <laughs> wow, that was awful. Not, not funny at all. No. Hey, I got a question for you real quick. Yes, Can I sir. sidetrack real quick? Yeah. I hate you just brought his name up, so I got to bring it aside. The Chris Payne, you friends with him? No. 
Okay, okay. Because no. this guy, so in Reno, so when I first got let go, um, Reno had reached out to me. And um, I forget which station, maybe it's the classic rock station. KOZZ. Yeah, that one. Okay. Um, they reached out to me, and the guy that was there for a few for years was the operations manager. Maybe he was the PD, and we had had a couple of conversations. And he was, was it like, Jave? Yeah. Was it was Jave it? Patterson? Yes, him. Um, and we had a couple of conversations, and I told him, you know, what I was looking to do. When he was into it, and then said he was going to get back to me, and then uh, he was fired. And then, um, and then Chris Payne emailed me. And I was very surprised by that because I didn't think Chris Payne liked me at all just because of past history that we've had. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, yeah, you know, I'm definitely interested. Let's talk. I'll let, let's have a conversation. Let's see where this goes. And then never, 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 ever responded to me again. I reached out to him one more time and um, still never responded to me again. I was just curious if he had any insight on that. But I, but if you're guys. Oh, friends, no, no. Here's the insight on it. He, he holds grudges. Oh, well, that explains oh, yeah, everything. He completely holds <laughs> grudges. And and by the way, that was a gigantic fuck you to you by even fucking reaching out. He was being a dick because that's what Chris does. If Chris feels that he's slighted by somebody or upset, he doesn't talk to him about it. He just shuts him out. So that, that's what Chris does. He's a big pain in the fucking ass. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of glad, too, because I don't necessarily think that I need to be in radio. Like, I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing, but I think that what I'm trying to create now is 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 my future. And we're not trying to create what I'm creating now is my future. So I, I don't think radio – and I don't even think radio wants me in there anyway. Like, I, you talk about burning bridges after that, that January 23rd episode I did. Mm -hmm. I think I burned every bridge in, hell, in Sacramento at least. You know what, though? Here's the thing. Here's the thing is that we are talent, and we know what we're worth. And yeah. radio will never, ever pay us what we're worth anymore. Because, once true. again, radio people aren't running it. They don't understand the industry. They don't understand any of it. And mm -hmm. the people that take radio jobs now are people that, first of all, aren't that good. I'll say it. Yeah, that's no, uh, no, true. Uh, they aren't that good. Uh, they're desperate for people. And they're, they're just going to take anybody that wants it. Because, honestly, I have a big problem right now in pro wrestling when they have cage matches and they don't bleed in the cage match. Because that insults my intelligence as a wrestling fan. I had grown yeah. up for years um, listening to adults talk, and instead of saying taking a shit and saying, oh, I had to build a log cabin, the days <laughs> of that, that witty double entendre, those days are kind of gone. You know? Oh, and, for sure. And, and, and people want to people be talked to, people want to be entertained. And I always equate this to clean comedians. I don't have a problem with clean comedians. A lot of my comedian friends who are dirty comedians have a clean set because they can make a lot of money that way. Yeah. But the best way it was ever equated to me was, would you hire a plumber who didn't bring all of his tools? <laughs> that's super smart. And I was like, and, and, and that's, my, that's my why I don't have a clean set, because I don't believe in that. I, it, it, it's not because I want to be dirty. It's because... We don't live in the 70s anymore. This is not, this is not, you know, fucking make-believe land anymore. I mean, we, we, we see the fucking tragedies on TV all the time. Entertain mm -hmm. us any way you can. I mean, did you, did, did, just real quick, I know, I know you got to get going, um, but did you get to hear what dipshit fucking Joe Biden said yesterday? 
Oh, God, what? Uh, Which one? The, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. He's joking about selling state secrets. Is he joking? Because he doesn't sound like he's joking. I, it, I, I, if you read further in the post, if you read further in the post, he, he's kind of like, all jokes aside, you know, something like that was oh, said. Okay. But you still can't joke that way. When you're under investigation for having fucking secrets in your garage that your crackhead son had access to. Oh, dude. And then those text messages that have just recently been, Jesus that have come out Christ. from the IRS whistleblower, those text messages are... That is solid evidence <laughs> of collusion between those two and then in China and whatever else this fucking crackhead party boy has been getting from other people based on his father, the big guy. I'm, well, I'm sitting here next to my dad and we're just wondering why it's taking so long, blah, 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 blah. you kidding me. I mean, it, it, as an American last week, uh, two quick things. Uh, Hunter Biden fucking getting plea deals for fucking things that, 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 Wesley Snipes went to prison for, and Kodak Black went to prison for, but he doesn't get any jail time. And all because we were told that there might be survivors on that submarine. Which they knew there wasn't because they heard the explosion a a couple hours after it happened. Now, just real quick, how bad does media look right now? I mean, who looks (laughs) worse? Does media look worse, or does the power that be look worse because they didn't Somebody in the media had to know. Somebody had, had to, know. to know. They had to know. I mean, the I mean, media, they're the running out is, of air. They're running out of air. I'm like, they're fucking dead. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we think we heard they the sonar picked up banging. They have 36 hours of air left. Get the fuck out of here. They've been dead. You knew they were dead. You dragged this on all week long to distract us from other things that were going on. And then as soon as those text messages came out. Weirdly enough, there's a coup in Russia. I'm not saying that they were any that they were connected, but <laughs> let's be real. Like my conspiracy brain goes all over the place here. This this shit is out of control, and the American media. This is why I say corporate media sucks. Which is you buy. By the way, you can buy a T-shirt. Corporate media sucks at MikeyPodcast.com. There you go. Good. The, the the corporate media is terrible. They will lie to you. They are not telling you the truth. They are just an, an extension of the government. They are the government's mouthpiece. They, they really are. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I saw a post that you put up. These people that have a problem with the jokes and the memes. Chris Payne, by the wow. way, is one of those people. He, he decided that he was going to go on Twitter and say something. I didn't say anything back to him because I just wanted to save him the, the bloodletting. Um, <laughs> just, you know what? Lighten up, people. Lighten the Lighten fuck up. up. Good Lord Almighty. I mean, we've been doing jokes since the damn space shuttle. Yep. And they ain't going to stop. They're never going to stop. And and if you don't like it, that's fine. I don't care. That's cool. Just move on with your life. Yeah, I mean, Scroll did, on. did you hear Change what the, the channel? Did you hear what the orcas ordered from DoorDash? Yeah, five guys. And a <laughs> and a large crush. Uh, that's hilarious. I oh, didn't yeah. hear that part. Oh yeah, see I added that little part in there on my own. Yeah. Oh, these, these jokes have been fucking phenomenal. What's flatter? <laughs> What's flatter than Elliot Page's chest? <laughs> the Ocean <laughs> Gate submarine. <laughs> That's two in one, man. I know. I fucking pop out. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm gonna let you go because I know you got stuff to get to, and you gave me an yeah, hour of your time, and I love you for it, buddy. 
You know you are always welcome on this show. How can people find you again? MikeyPodcast.com is the easiest way. You can just search I Am Mikey on Instagram. And, of course, just Mikey Muscatello. Just Google it, and it will all come up, everything you need. But MikeyPodcast.com is the easiest way. And, Artie, um, I'll reach out to you either later today or tomorrow. Let's get it. Let's schedule a day and get you on my show. Again. Fantastic. I didn't know you were French. Your last name is French. That's amazing. MikeyPodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, you have a great day, and uh, tell everybody I said hello. All right, man. Take care. All right, man. Uh, that is Mikey. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was a fun conversation, everybody. 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Say, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Maybe we could find us a brand new recipe I got a hot rod Ford and a two dollar bill And I know a spot right over the hill There's soda pop and the dancing spree So if you wanna have fun, come along with me Say, hey, good looking What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me?
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Oh, thank you again to Mikey so much. The Mikey Podcast. Check it out. Mikey was on the show. We talk, talk a lot about radio, a lot about concerts, things like that. Really cool stuff. Lots of fun radio stories. Uh, love Mikey. He's a great guy. Mikey, if you're still listening, which you probably aren't, I got a technical question for you that I'm going to text you about how to remove some noise in a, in a certain sound effect. See if I have the right technology to do it. Um, SN, I apologize that I didn't get to the good mornings this morning. We'll be back to it tomorrow. I, I promise you that. Um, but Mikey had to eat. He, he texted me the other day saying, hey, i got to be someplace. And I was like, no problem, no problem at all. Got you for the first hour. Boom. Now, let's remember, Tommy's here on Thursday. And also joining us on the phone Thursday, the big birthday boy himself, Christopher. We, we all know Christopher. Yes. Um, well, not that one. That's not his music. This is his music. And we're going to talk and 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 and... Lots of special things for Christopher Owen's birthday because he does a lot for the show. So I want to I want to give him this this gift of broadcasting that day. Um, real quick, uh, somebody asked me here uh, what happened with you and Chris. Okay, I, I I'll share. I mean, I got stories too, but I, you guys like to hear the stories. So um, this wasn't the first time. This isn't the first time that Chris and I have uh, parted ways as friends. Um, it happened over a girl the first time, a girl that he was seeing that I knew was cheating on him. The, the guys she was sleeping with all told me in laughter. Yeah, Joe Murphy is going to be on Friday, swoosh. I'm sorry about that. I meant to mention that. Joe's moving to Friday just this week, though. Just this week. Um, but we got Tommy and Chris for Thursday, Joe on Friday. Um, and I told Chris, I said, Chris... You're getting played like a fool. And he had some rather choice words for me and questioned our friendship and maybe some jealousy issues on my part, which I didn't take kindly to. And I said, okay, well, I will give you this ultimatum. If you don't break up with her, you are breaking up with me. And I hung up the phone, and I did not talk to him for seven months. He came with his tail between his legs. And I was more than happy to welcome him back in my life because Chris was a great friend of mine. I love Chris Payne. I still love Chris Payne. Chris Payne's birthday is tomorrow. I have wished him a happy birthday every year in the last three years that we haven't talked, and I get no response. I don't get a birthday wish on my birthday, but that means I'm still the bigger person. What happened was um, 2016 is what happened. When I, I had never known Chris ever to be political in his entire life. Chris loved music, was one of the most brilliant minds when it came to music. Not the greatest ears in the world, but hey, he knew music. He knew Movies pretty well. He wasn't too bad with it. I mean, this is where we have these common grounds. Um, and he loves sports. Not a very true fan, From if you follow him, except for the Yankees. I'll give him that. If he's still a Yankees fan, I hope he is. Um, 
but he was a big sports fan, especially baseball. So I, I could, I, he and I got along, and we had the same sense of humor, the same guttural sense of humor. I think I was a little bit meaner in my comedy than he was, but that's okay. And as he grew, he became more woke and more woke. And I'll, I'll tell you this story. I, I, I don't tell this story a lot about Chris, but I will say it, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, uh, he was married. Um, I was in his wedding, and I met his wife a bunch of times, knew her, and then he moved to Sacramento with her, so I got to see her a lot, liked her, was very nice to her, very cordial always to her, until one day when she told me to fuck off to my face. And I had no idea. And usually when somebody tells me to fuck off to my face, I'm pretty much done with them. Um, And it turned out that... Chris was letting his radio persona, and, and look, it, sometimes it's thrown at you. But as a married person, you should know better than to uh, catch it when it's thrown at you. And what I'm talking about is ass. Um, and he cheated on her and used me as a scapegoat without telling me. Now, I will say this. If he would have asked, I probably would have done it for him. Now that you can judge me for that, back in where I was at that time in my life, I, I, would, have pro- I would have been his boy. All I got to do is ask, but you can't do it to me without me, me knowing because then I'm caught off guard in public being told to fuck off to my face. And I found that out like two years after the divorce because even her sister hated me. And I'm like, what did I do? So um, then we rolled to 26. Everything was good with us. I moved back to town. It was fantastic. He had changed a little bit. I was wearing an off-color shirt, and he's like, oh, I remember when I used to wear those kind of things. And this is a guy who used to wear, still does wear a Donald Trump getting his headshot T-shirt in public. And I was like, I, I, I think the shirt I had was, have you seen Ray Charles' wife? Neither is he. He didn't find that to be hysterical. It's not hysterical. It's still funny. But he he kind of snubbed his nose at me, and, it, and that's when I started to kind of see the the change in him. And then the election happened, and and Donald Trump was elected, and I had never seen a more politically activated young man. He wasn't that young either. Now, here's the thing. I talked politics my entire career. I might have been a dumb redneck about it, but I still talked about it. And even if I made fun of it, I still knew it. Why? Because anybody worth their salt in broadcasting can make jokes, but you have to look at those things up and do those things. So I I knew what I was talking. And because a certain orange guy got elected, he used to tell me things, oh, how could you vote for that racist? I was like, well, give me an example of his racism. Well, well, he, 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 he allowed the people to get run over in Virginia. I said, well, first of all, he wasn't there, so he didn't allow that. He didn't condone it because if you listen to the whole clip when he says, I'm not talking about the white supremacists. There are a lot of good people there because there were people that didn't want to see the statue torn down that aren't white supremacists, and there are people that want to see the statue torn down that aren't white supremacists, and those people have the right as Americans to protest. 
and they're fine people for doing so. They are exercising their rights. Now, the Nazis, they're pieces of garbage. But no news clip I ever played that for. And you, you could play that for him, and he would just, uh, he's still racist. Okay. And then he started to get very vocal on social media, especially about politics and things like that. So one day I was doing this, and he had done this show a few times. It was great. And, and he tried, it, it, he, he pulled that bullshit, that holier-than-now bullshit on this show, when he goes, well, I'm not going to curse on here because I, 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 I'm going to stay true to my broadcasting. I'm like, fuck you. And I did get him to curse, so I, I, I'm still the winner. I'm still better than you are, Chris. Um, and... He got this, I don't know, this this holier-than-now, super-duper wokeness. He was the first woke person I ever met, and I didn't like it. So doing this show, I, I, I talked about some of his responses online and some of his posts, and I called him a moron. I, 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 said, I said bad things. I, I'm not going to take it back. I said them. I probably said he was a fucking idiot. Because I believe he was a fucking idiot when he's just regurgitating bullshit that was sent to him by the Democratic National Party. Yes, they do that to people. They send them emails. Both sides do. Uh, Degenerate liberals do not make good friends. Cut them for your life before it's too late. Every time Chris Payne was on this show, I almost had to quit listening. He's boring. He's watching paint dry on the air. Just my opinion. Yep. Yep. I understand. And that's what happened to us. Because recently he posted something about how they're saying there's no chance that the Wuhan lab leaked the virus. Now, come on, man. You, you can't post that in 2023. Something that was posted today, and this is something that he would probably fight. Even though this was printed in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services um, Books uh, from Tuesday, August 19th, 2008. In 2008, Dr. Anthony Fauci co-authored a paper about the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 that rates at the most devastating modern pandemic, that dates as the most devastating pandemic modern times, up to 2008. It swept the entire planet in the wake of the First World War and caused millions of deaths. Now, what did they find out? What, what was found out that caused those deaths? Well, the people mainly died from bacterial pneumonia. And, and the bacterial pneumonia is when you get the shit stuck in your throats and then it goes down in your lungs and then you're pretty much done for. And do you know what caused that? Wearing masks. So they found out that the pandemic of 1918, when people were wearing masks, were dying because of the bacterial pneumonia. Caused by wearing masks, and the first thing he did, Anthony Fauci, 
was direct the American public to wear masks. Now, I could tell that story and Chris would fucking fight me to the to the tooth and nail on it. All I'd have to do is go to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and ask for a copy. Uh, dude is a uh, is boning a 19-year-old. Okay. Ryan at 475 Printing says, thanks for the plug. Oh, Chaz, man, the, the shirts are phenomenal. Thank you so much. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, yep, saying that since the beginning. I was at the Aces game last week, and he was on the field doing in-between innings, and he was such a tool, fake tough guy with his biker beard, and he had a foam cowboy hat on. Well, that's it. Look here. Look here. I, I am not going to take away from his hustle because that man works very hard. Chris does. He is the in-stadium voice of the Reno Aces, and that's not going to change anytime soon. He's been doing that for a long time. Uh, he does the hockey team in Reno. He, I believe he's doing Wolfpack basketball games as well. Maybe football this season, we'll see. Uh, he did the soccer team that was there for a minute. Um, he does a lot, but, you know, he... He kind of seems a carny, man. Uh, I, I'm sorry, that... that you're kind of a carny, dude. I mean, let, let's truth be told, when we go to baseball games, I hate the guys in between innings. I mean, Chris is really good at it. Don't get me wrong. He's really, really good at it. But I hate that shit. Just just fucking play, take me out to the ball game, or God bless America, get me to the next inning. I, I don't need to know what, you know, R.C. Willie's giving away this week. Sounds like you listening to Kennedy Jr. on Rogan said the same thing. No, I'm actually reading it from the Department of Health and Human Services. If you remember, he actually told us not to wear masks in 2020, but dumbass needs something to make uh, them feel protected, so he flipped. Foam cowboy hat, eh? Have a white guy put on a foam sombrero and see how well that goes over. Um, like that once again, this is just, this is just the shit that's out there. We all know that this stuff was, look, we know we're not ever going to get the truth on this. Okay. This this is a problem. We ain't going to get the truth on it because first of all, if we got the truth about how our government knew all this and knew that this was just a cold, we would start asking way too many questions. Like who knew? Oh, I know Cowboys Girl people are still wearing them. I think he's soft. I met a couple of times, once with you at your buddy's sports bar. Nice guy. Just seems soft. Not that I'm hard cartel member or anything. Chris has this wonderful wannabe tough guy persona. Here, here's a great story. Here's a great story. Hope you guys don't mind these stories. Um, Chris and I were watching a WWF that's how old this story is. Pay-per-view at his house in Reno. Because we were both big wrestling fans. He was a big rock fan. I was a big Austin fan. So you can just tell how much of a moron he is. Um, <laughs> no offense, rock fans. Um, and uh, we're watching this. We're, we, we start the pay-per-view. We had ordered pizza. It was going to be a big pay-per-view. We were excited, right? And all of a sudden, the phone rang. 
And Chris, I'd never seen Chris turn that many shades of fucking white before in my life. And this is the story that goes with that. Um, at that time, I don't believe... May, maybe Chris had just come back to the radio station. Not sure. We were still... We always hung out. Even when he got fired, we hung out. Um, but he was also... He was also a strip club DJ. Hey, everybody, come on down to the main stage. Cinnamon, report to the side stage. Um, and, and he worked there, and there was a door girl that worked there. And the door girl was very, very attractive, very hot. As they would say in Great Britain, she was fit. Um... And she was the longtime girlfriend of the head of the security there. Now, when I say head of security, you guys know what I mean when I'm talking about strip club, right? I'm talking about the head of the bouncers. So the most jacked up badass there is the head of security. And uh, I knew this guy. And I had worked out with this guy a few times. And I was nowhere in this guy's ballpark. I mean, he's throwing up three wheels on the bench like, like, it, like it's the bar. There used to be a joke that said, don't make him angry because he'll turn green if he gets angry. He had a tad bit of a reputation. He wasn't the baddest guy in town. No, that was my friend Lance. If I ever got in trouble, all I had to do was call Lance. I'd be like, Lance, handle this. Lance would wash it out. Um, but this wasn't Lance. This was another fellow who will try to rename name nameless. Um, well, he and his longtime girlfriend, the girl who worked at the front of the establishment that Chris was a DJ with. Well, her and her boyfriend broke up. And two nights later, not one, but two nights later, Chris, who was supposed to be this guy's friend, decided to uh, meet up with her and do the hoopty uh, doopty. And that was uh, that was uh, that was the Friday before the pay per view, because pay per views used to always be on Sundays. Um, I got a call from Chris on Saturday saying the ex-boyfriend found out and is not very happy. And I was like, well, uh, okay, do you, you want to stay at my house? Do you want to? He was like, no, 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 I'm fine. So okay. So back to the pay-per-view now. Sunday, pay-per-view started. We're sitting there. You know, he's still a little worried about it, and then the phone rang. And the phone on the other side of the phone was the ex-boyfriend. He said, I will be at your house in the next 30 minutes. And I looked at Chris and I said, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> and I, I've never seen him move that fast before in my life. He was gone. I was gone. Don't know if the guy ever showed up to the house. Chris never ever did get a beating for that. But... uh. 
the kind of guy he is. So there you go. That that that's just another story. Now on with the rest of the show, shall we? Oh boy, this, this, this I might go to hell for this. We got to talk about the submarine again. Now everybody's saying, "Oh, it's such a, you know, it's a tragedy that there was a young man on board. There was there was a teenager on board, the son of a billionaire, um, the son of a billionaire." The father and son, who were among the five people who died on the submersive machine, um, couldn't wait for the excursion. The teen had his eyes setting on a world record. Um, yes, because um, he wanted to set the world record for the fastest solving of a Rubik's Cube on a submersible and planned to set the Guinness Book of World Records for it. This is real. This is not a joke. I'm about to put a punchline to that, though. When he found out he couldn't, he was crushed. (laughs) Um... Your number one goal in life is to set a Rubik's Cube record. Oh. Boy, oh boy. That guy has just got to fucking bang the pussy away with a shovel, I bet. MJ says, I fucking love you, man. Oh, I couldn't resist that. That's what we call it. Look, look, I, I, I'm sorry. That's low-hanging fruit for me. I mean, he didn't get the record, so he was crushed. Oh, I'm seeing video. These people have to sit Indian style. I can't imagine sitting Indian style for more than 12 minutes. I, I think I'd probably have a fucking blood clot go to my brain. He moved so fast, it was like he was practicing underwater. Now, that's white privilege. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Look, it's sad. It's horrible. It it is an awful story. It's gut-wrenching. Oh, my God. But they control the thing with a fucking... I I just saw the little controller they had. It, It goes to PlayStation, man. Good Lord. <laughs> God damn it. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I'm not feeling any empathy, if you will, for this. Because I can't, look, this is something that I just can't understand. I can't wrap my head around. Arnie, for a Sikh wedding, we sit Indian style for three to four. Do you call it Indian style or do you just call it sitting? Just wondering. It's like when Mage goes to China and he wants to order Chinese food. It's all, it, it, they, it's food there. Mage, check out the Panda Express in China. Freshest Chinese food in the world. Now, 
And then if you want some real New York City pizza, go to Sabaro. He's one with the Rubik's Cube now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Well, aim high. The old Rubik's I, I, I don't, I, I, look, I try to peep, give people what they want, or, or when they want something, I, and I try not to ridicule it too much, like yesterday. Like, yesterday I went to the doctor, everything great in the doctor, I'm down 50-something pounds since I started Ozempic, it's fantastic, love it. He put me on a higher dose so we can keep the weight coming off, I love it. More drugs, awesome. Um, but when I think something is really, really stupid, like going into a submarine to see the Titanic 12,000 feet below the, 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 the water. By the way, United States submarines usually don't go past 4,500 feet. Now, I would think that the people that are manning the United States submarines are what we would call experts. And they keep it at 4,500 feet because, A, they don't want to get eaten by a megalodon. B, they don't want to have a giant squid, you know, come ink all over them. That would be terrible. And C, the, the, you don't want to go down there. That's just not a place for humans to go. See, the, the water is bad. Water is bad. And if you go down that far, there's no surviving. There's no way you survive. Yes, Sawyer's dad, sorry, buddy. You did miss Mikey today. It's okay. It's okay. As soon as the show's over, I will put it up at arnieradio.com. Literally, it'll be up five, ten minutes after the show. I promise you. Not allowed to say Indian style in school anymore. It's called crisscross applesauce. No fucking joke. That's gay. Uh, good morning, Notorious. I got a story about that. I went to a place and asked if they had spring rolls, and the lady was a straight face, goes, no, it's winter, and she walked away. Big-ass fan says, ink come, I'm fucking dying. I've got, I've got them all coming. Come on now. I mean, and these people that, that, that want to do, see, this is like when somebody gets eaten by a tiger on a safari. I lack an empathy gene for stupidity. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all this is. It's a lack of empathy for stupidity. Why? Now, now, Cowboys Girl, just shut up. We're not talking to you. You can do whatever you want in nature because nature is not going to harm you. But let's say you go on a safari, okay? Let, let's say you're stupid, okay? Now, if you if you do the safari in the car, and we're talking, we ain't talking about going to Safari World, you know, in 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 Visalia or wherever the fuck they are, you know, where they have like eighteen different acres and and they got elephants on there and they got some chimpanzees, yeah, you know, one of these makeshift fucking carnival type zoos. That's not really a zoo. I'm talking about going on a full-fledged safari in Africa. Now, if you want to go in the car, first of all, first of all, I don't know why. Rule number one of being Arnie states: if I got to get shots to go there, I don't ever need to go there. That's rule number one. 
Oh, I have to get shots to go there? Well, I can't go. So let's say that, 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 that you get the shots and you go to Africa. And you meet. He's your tour guide. For some reason, he can speak English, but he doesn't know what his English name is because he always pronounces his name. Now, if you go in the car safari, that's a little bit smart. A little, little, little bit smart. We know you like empathy for stupidity of it, talking about laughing and making fun of one of your biggest fans. Yes, oh, absolutely. Um, so if you go in the car safari, let, let, let me just let, let me reiterate uh, this, uh, the rule that the driver should have said. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, whatever you do, uh, keep your hands inside the windows. I don't know how Africans speak uh, uh, outside of... Been to Africa. It was beautiful. All right, gorgeous, gorgeous. If it's getting a little hot and stuffy in there, uh, it's Africa. Okay, rolling the window down does not make it that much cooler, and it makes it a lot less safe because I've seen assholes on, on video who decide, hey, the wind is down. Why don't I pet this majestic creature that has never seen a white person before? It's not going to frighten it at all. And lo and behold, what happens? You roll the window down, you put your arm out, and... <laughs> now, those people are only superseded in the stupidity pool by the people that go, No, we want to do a walking safari. So you get cousin, right? And, 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 and cousin... Once again, speaks perfect English, but his name. By the way, this is all comic gold. If you guys aren't recording this, this is great shit. So you get to take you on this safari, and lo and behold, let's say, I don't know. Hmm. Let's say that you get a little too close to the water's edge, and the rhinos decide to come out. Now, rhinos might be big, fat bastards, but they're like offensive linemen in the NFL. They're fast. Now, if they're going to chase you, you're going to run. Now, if you run, you're going you're to stamp on the ground. You're going you're to scare other animals. And other animals getting scared means the king of the jungle is going to be out there soon, which means, once again, nothing more than a gigantic... <laughs> and you all had it coming to you. I'll tell you this right now. When I see people go and do those fucking steel cage dives with the shark, I root for the shark. I always, and you know how much I hate sharks. Oh, I hate sharks. But I'm a fan of sharks when there are people in, that, in, the, in, the, in the steel cage. Because steel cages are only for world title belts, okay? Can we, get, can we all agree on that? Don't get in a cage to go, oh, I'm going to go look at the shark up close. Why? You dummies. You fucking dummies. Once again, and, and by the way, I'm going to have this same reaction when either Elon or, or I'm really hoping it's Jeff Bezos. I want his rocket ship to, to have a malfunction. Because that's another thing that costs like 200 that, that I think is absolutely stupid. It's the world's stupidest fair ride. You go up, 
You come down. $200,000. There you go. It's safe to dive with sharks in a WWE cage. No blood. Very true. Very, very true. You, you better hope John Moxley doesn't show up because there will be chum all over the place. Uh, I don't think nature would be my friend in Africa or Australia. Oh, oh, wait till you hear the last story today in the continental U.S., and I think you already know where it is. So, yeah, this, uh, th- this, this young fella, he wanted to break the Rubik's Cube record underwater. Uh, let's see. What do I want to do here? What? Do, oh, okay. Let's uh, let 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 let's continue stupidity. Bud Light, what are you doing? Bud Light just sponsored one of the big pride parades, I believe, in Seattle, where there are naked guys on bicycles in front of children, and Bud Light's trying to get back to their roots and trying to sell beer. And I look, man, I know people that work for Anheuser Busch, and I feel bad for them. I feel bad. Bud Light just touted a new $15 rebate during the 4th of July holiday weekend, so once again, they are giving away free beer for 4th of July. You don't have to buy Bud Light. You can get a rebate on Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Select, or Budweiser Select. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Budweiser Select 55. Ooh, the 55-calorie beer. Can we stop that now? Can, can we just stop? Can, everybody, can we just stop? If you're trying to be an athlete and you're trying to lose weight, stop drinking beer. There you go. I'm tired of seeing, all, oh, we only have 85 calories. We only have 46 calories. Do you think alcoholics care about fucking calories? You are out of your goddamn mind. Did you see the new Bud Light commercial? It makes all drinkers look like incompetent, stupid, clumsy fools. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, I played it the other day, Ogre. Where they're all sitting around, the assholes walking on the cement that's so hot, the guy who can't get the fucking beer. It's fucking ridiculous. The CEO, this is what, the, the, the next Bud Light commercial should be this. Marketing people, anybody that works for Budweiser be taking notes. I'm going to save your company right now. Because I care about my friends that work there. <laughs> I looked at alcohol percent, not calories. Hey Amen. That, that, that is my reformed alcoholic right there, Stackar. God bless you and your sobriety. Because you, you looked at the right places. Um, CEO needs to come out. He doesn't need to be on a farm. He doesn't need to be in his living room with a roaring fire going. He just needs to sit down at a desk somewhere and look at you and go, we're sorry. We fucked up. No, I, I'm, I'm being totally real here. I, 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 I will say this right now. I bet you you start to see Stale's numbers improve if the CEO came out and said, we fucked up. We did. We went in a way that Americans didn't want to go in. 
and that's our fault. You, the consumer, have told us, and we will go with whatever decision you go with, but please, someday, please think about giving us another chance. Aren't we all allowed a mistake, a second chance? Something like that. I, I mean, something, something in that ballpark. You got to fall on the sword, man. You got to fall on the sword hard. You can't be continuing to give us Clydesdales running across America and then morons sitting in tubs with cowboy hats on, putting their feet in ice. Cowboys don't put their feet in ice. Cowboys toughen it up. They drink the pain away. Maybe Scabbers should sit down and say, sorry, we fucked up. Yeah, that won't ever happen. That will never happen. Hold on a second. <gasps> I'm holding my breath for that to happen. <clears throat> Miller Lite is 96. I just drink 10. There you go. I'm still drinking PBR because fuck them, that's why. There you go. Like, and here's the thing. I don't care. what If if you don't want to drink Bud Light and Budweiser, there's more power to you. I don't care. This company needs to stop trying to fix it and just fall on the sword. We fucked up. Do you know? Do you know how far that would go? I'm just look, and when they do it, I won't get any credit for it. I, I know I deserve it. Everybody will be Arnie, Arnie, Arnie. You got to play the sound effects. And contractually, when when they do, I will play the "I told you so" stuff. That's their only hope. It's either that or you let Bud Light die, and you get Light Budweiser. That's what you're going to end up with in, in another year or so. Just telling you. So stupid. Stop it. Stop this. You haven't said sorry yet. Now, in truly what could be the stupidest story, one of the stupidest stories ever I've ever seen come out of New York City. New York City! Totally appropriate this time. (sighs) New York City. New York City! We did it may soon force pizzerias to pay thousands of dollars in renovations to keep their coal and wood fire ovens over environmental concerns with air quality, according to a new report. So what you're saying is that you are about to put out some hundred-year-old pizzerias that are the reason people go to New York? I believe New Hampshire has some of the best pizza from what I understand. And then it, there's a, it's a no-brainer. It's New York pizza. Everybody loves New York-style pizza. And when I say everybody, I mean like 95%. 5% like other shit. But everybody likes that. They like the coal-burning stoves or the wood-burning stoves. It gives it that 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 pizza flavor. One pizzeria told the New York Post they had already spent twenty thousand dollars on emission control air filter devices in anticipation of this. By the way, less than a hundred restaurants will be impacted by the regulation. So what they're going to do is they're going to put about seventy of those restaurants out of business. Why? Because once again, they think 
They think that we can do something. Ogre says when they asked the mayor, he deferred to his Italian diplomat who said, Ah, uh, scusi. Babbity boopy. Kid calls, huh? Babbity boopy. Babbity boopy. Babbity boopy. Boopy boopy. Terrible. And then right after it, for some reason. Oh, where did it go? Did I did I put it in slurs? Hold on a second here. That's not it. That's not it. Where did it go? Hold on a second. I'm I'm missing something that I played yesterday. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what. Oh, crap. I lost the ninja thing. Oh, no, this is not good. Hold on a second here. Was it? I had it. In, oh, here it is. I want to be ninja. I want to jump, 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 jump down. Take jump down to Chinatown. I want to be ninja. Just doesn't go along with the whole Italian thing, especially that it took so long. Uh, so this is virtue signaling. If you go electric, you still burn coal and more coal to fuel the electricity. Uh, I'm sure the 1.5 million or all the exhaust from the cars has nothing to do with the poor air quality. Let's tell the truth. Let's just tell the truth. The air quality in America, you can say it's bad, it's terrible, but then I will refer to my main man, Stackar. Compare the air quality from America to fucking downtown Delhi. Mage, Mage, are you out there? Hey, konnichiwa, bud, what's up? How's it going? Domo, arigato. Round here, we speak American, okay, bud? Oh, my God, College Station, that is a terrible picture you're putting up. Jesus, God, I got to look at that every time you comment. I'm going to go blind. Um, uh, please tell me about the air quality in China compared to America. Um, coal burner, white woman called deli meat there, just meat. <laughs> okay, I'll remove No, you don't, no, I don't want you to remove it. No, 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 you keep that up there. You keep that, I, they, that, that's balls right there. I love that shit. My wife said, you can, you, you can take the smog, LOL. When I was in China, the air was so bad, it tasted like burning iPhones too. I spent half my life growing up in Guadalajara. Uh, that city makes L.A. look like Lake Tahoe once again. And, and, and hey, hey, I'm not fighting this fight. I'm not fighting the climate change people. I'm not. You Climate change your thing? Good. You want to recycle? You want to leave the world? You want to show your kids to be better and to recycle things and, and to make the better? You go right ahead. But don't under any circumstance think that we're going to be the ones that solve the climate change problem. First of all, there's no solving it because the earth will solve the climate change problem if it does become enough of an issue. Secondly, we are literally, literally one, almost one-eighth of the size of China and India. One-eighth. Our 330 million compared to the almost, what, 
2 billion people that live in India now, or 1.7 billion, and then the 1.5 billion that live in China. And we're the ones that got to clean it up. Okay. Okay. All right. Enough seen here. And and by the way, the way we're going to clean it up is we're going to get rid of pizza ovens. Pizza ovens, gas ovens, and air conditioners. We're going to live like those fine people in India. We're no longer going to have air conditioning. Christ on a crutch. I swear to God. Every day. Every single fucking day. You just see this shit and you just go. Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't handle the amount of stupidity that's presenting itself to me today. Really? You're going to take out pizza? Really? In New York? You're going to go after the trademark of the, the trademark food of the city. And I know, I know, I know that New York has plenty of great food. But when you think New York, and if you people say apples, I'll kick you in the nuts. When you think New York, you think pizza. Okay? You think Chicago, you think hot dogs. You think Texas, you think barbecue. You think Kansas City, you think barbecue. You think Florida, you think get me the fuck out of here. You think California, well, I'm going to pay out the ass for anything out here. Big ass fan says, I hate hippies. Well, here you go. That's what they are, a bunch of goddamn fucking hippies. Fun fact, most houses in India have generators, and guess what they run on? Yep, diesel gas. Oh, damn right. That's why there's New York-style pizza all over Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, come on. Just stop. Stop the stupidity. Just stop. Hit the brakes. Stop. Nobody's saying that you can't recycle anymore. Nobody's saying that. You go ahead. It's an industry. I already know that. It's an industry. It's great. I'm not I'm not upset at y'all. I'm not. What I'm upset at is that you're taking everything away from us. New York pizza in, it rocks in Reno. Oh, I love New York pizza in, in Reno. That was one of my favorite spots to go to. That used to be every Saturday night go there. I'd have to watch a shitty Yankees game, but at least, hey, the, the pizza was great. Um, let's see something here. See if there's anything happening. Supreme Court issues game-changing verdict in major election case with, uh, wait, what do we got here? Uh, rules state lawmakers do not have exclusive control over elections and key decisions. 6-3 Supreme Court rule prevent judges from overriding states like some did in 2020. Um, I don't know what this means. Uh, states, state courts retain the authority to apply state constitutional restraints with legislatures act under the power conferred upon by them by the electoral cause, but federal courts must not abandon their own duty to exercise judicial review in interpreting state laws in this area. State courts may not so exceed the bounds of ordinary judicial review, so I, I, whatever that means, I don't know. I guess states don't have the right anymore to, to change votes. I, I don't know. Oh, did, did Green John Pierre get in trouble again? Did she say something stupid? Okay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play this. Uh, the headline is, um, 
what world is she living in that she claims Americans feel better about finances under Biden? All right, here we go. Let's play this moron. But look, 13 million jobs, again, uh, when you think about uh, how Americans feel better about their personal finances, that is important. When you think about wages are going up, when you think about the uh, really good-paying, millions of good-paying jobs, uh, that union jobs that his policies are going to create, all of people is currently dealing with. But look, 13 million jobs, again. Um, do y'all feel better about your personal finances under Joe Biden? Speaking of Chicago, Arnie, uh... Uh, what this weekend is the NASCAR Chicago street race? What's the over-under on rednecks being shot at? Pretty much all of them, Sawyer's dad. It's oversight to make sure election rules are legitimate. Okay, all right. Wow. 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 Not since Jimmy Carter... Have we seen the overall inflation rate of a president be this high? Yes, Sawyer's dad, you did miss Mikey. Um, the lowest was under Donald Trump. Second lowest was under uh, Daddy Bush. Or no, 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 uh, that was under W at 4.6%. Trump was at 4.1%. Obama was at 48 Clinton was 5'8". Then we jump all the way up to Bush number one, 11.3%. Carter was 12.5%. Joe Biden is 15%, only to be topped by that fucking dumb peanut farmer, Jimmy Carter, whose overall presidential inflation rate was 18.1%. Oh, yeah, I feel so much better about my all of that. Phenomenal. What you got for me here? What we got here? Uh, Reuters seriously just did an entire deep investigation in the history of every living president and proved that only recent president who wasn't descended from slave owners was Donald Trump. <laughs> Is that why they say he's racist? Because his, his ancestors didn't own any slaves? Oh, that's, that is fantastic. Oh, my God, that is so great. That's fucking hysterical. My God, that is so good. <laughs> uh, all right, 775-357-FANS is the number. Arnie Radio 1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler. Uh, last segment coming up next.
in my head have to go off and say these things to myself like well I don't want to sound like a dickhole but I told you so yes everyone can eat shit a big bag of shit <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world I don't want to say I told you so I don't want to blow our own horn but toot toot say my name I am the chosen one I'm the best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence I don't know how to put this but I'm kind of a big deal people know me doing his little shimmy it makes the women here in Cleveland puke god damn it I don't know what it is about your face but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole yeah um this is a story about <clears throat> Jeremy Zimmer Jeremy Zimmer is the chief executive of the United Talent Agency. 
Now, he has guided the careers of people like Benedict Cumberbatch, who's really, really ugly, but somehow keeps getting roles, and Damian Lewis, the guy from Billions, Band of Brothers, all kinds of stuff. Very, very popular actors, both British. And he came out yesterday and said, turns out Meghan Markle was not a great audio talent, or necessarily any talent. Oh, you got burned. He added, and you know, just because you're famous doesn't make you great at something. Woo! Holy shit! Woo! Oh, he's coming out throwing daggers. Spotify pulled the plug after only 12 episodes of Archetype Show were on. 12. She got paid about fucking, she got paid probably about half of her deal. About $10 million for 12 episodes. You are out of your goddamn mind. Um, he went on to just rip her apart. It doesn't have it in here because they're trying to, I guess, be nice to her. Um, but it's, it's great because also a couple days ago it was released, and I got to give it up. I got it, and you know what? Oh, my lucky stars. The one and only bratty kid. I got to give this one up to you. I'm better than yeah, you. Yeah, you are. And you know it. And maybe, maybe that's exactly what Taylor Swift decided to tell good old Megan. Because Taylor Swift was sent a handwritten invitation to be on the podcast and said, Nyet! 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 Turn that bitch down. Said, no. I ain't going to be on that show. I don't want to be on there with some glorified briefcase holder. Good for you, Taylor. Hey, I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to come over. I probably won't ever, but 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 hey, I got I got love for you on that. Um. Oh. oh. <laughs> Wait a second. We have an update on their Netflix stuff. Oh, this ought to be. Oh, oh, I might start. I might. Uh, this is fantastic. Um. They, they, they have a $100 million deal from Netflix, and Netflix says, you guys got to put out some shit that people watch because nobody watched your documentary. So now it appears that they're about to delve in the world of Charles Dickens. The royal couple are said to be working on a prequel to his 1861 novel, Great Expectations which focuses on a character based on Miss Havisham taking place before the events of the novel. Bad Manners will see the characters cast as a strong woman living in a patriarchal, patriarchal, or patriotic, whatever, you know the word, society. The show is in development, but has yet to get a green light. Um, question... Now, 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 hear me out here, uh, ass family. 
I know, I sound like Ross brother. Uh, uh, okay, you see here, uh, I got a question to ask here about this. Ogre, maybe you can help me with this. You're, you're, our, you're our learned guy. And I'm not taking anything away from anyone else, but... Um, does there really need to be a prequel to one of the greatest novels ever written? Great Expectations. And, and by the way, wouldn't it be better if the prequel was actually written by Charles Dickens? Now, I'm just asking these questions. I, I, you can put me in my place and tell me I'm wrong. But, you know, if you're going to make a movie, a prequel, are, are you giving Mrs. Habisham, like, superpowers? And by the way, what kind of period piece are you making? Because strong women were dealt with back in those societies. You remember a gal? Oh, I'm about to do it again to you people. Good old Hester Prynne. The Scarlet Letter. She cheated on her husband, and they made her wear my initial around all day. That's how they treated strong women back then. So you're going to make this farce about a movie about a strong woman in a man's world in, in, in 1860s? This ain't Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. It's been like 35 years since I read it, found it boring, but I could see a lame half-assed prequel about Miss Haversham backstory again, boring. The Western world needs to start a GoFundMe account to give Megan and Harry a submarine ride to the Titanic. Good old Joan of Arc had thrown a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joan of Arc, you know, she she pretended to be a boy, fought, and then they burned her at the stake. You know what they used to do to really strong women? They would call them witches. And, and, and in Salem, Massachusetts, they liked to tie them to really, really heavy rocks, and they would throw them in the water. That's right. It, and you're thinking, wait a second, wait a second. Why are they throwing women in the water? Well, they're witches. So if the witches were able to uh, breathe underwater and come out, they'd kill them. But see, if there's, there's, a, there's a flaw. There's a flaw in this, uh, in, in this. There's a flaw in their, in their thinking that we're going to get a gal, and we think she's a witch. So what we're going to do is we're going to tie her to a rock, and we're going to throw her in the water. And if she doesn't drown, she's a witch, and then we'll kill her. Does anybody see the flaw yet? Anybody? Anybody see the flaw? Let's say that the woman, and none of them, by the way, survived. <laughs> Pastor Craig approves. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize. If I was going to talk about weeches, I need to say, this town full of witches. Yeah, uh, we ain't just Salem. talking about no uh, Salem, Oregon. We talking about some witches all hey. over the place. Waffle House witches, Cracker Barrel witches, man and woman witches, church going witches. The Waffle House witches are one thing. Isn't it Salem, Massachusetts? I I, I just want to make sure the Salem witch trials. That was Salem, Massachusetts, because I don't think Salem, Oregon was a thing yet. But that, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um. Only the Cracker Barrel witches can swim underwater. <laughs> Only fly I see is if they're not married. 
uh, is sailing. They had Johnny Cake's witches. Um, so if you if she doesn't drown, you're gonna pull her out of the water. So she survived that form of death. Yet you're going to kill her. You see, he can't kill her. She's a witch. Whoops. I know that, that that's logical thinking. And granted, granted, this is now what the 21st century we're in, and that was like the 19th century. A lot of things have changed. Like people use their fucking brain now. Oh, I know. Let's drown them. Oh, okay, that'd be cool. Let's go drown some gals. Now, remember, if if they make it, if they swim back to shore, and by the way, how long do they wait? That's the thing I'd like to know. Massachusetts, Oregon, what's the difference? He said it. He said it. He did say it. I mean, he 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 sold it. I said it. I said I said it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, this town full of witches. Uh, we ain't just talking about no uh, Salem, Oregon. We talking about. Now, it'd be Salem, Massachusetts there, Pastor. Just letting you know. But uh, so so. I don't know how we got off on this topic. This is just too funny to talk about here. Um, <laughs> did, did they sit around like for five, six hours just around the water to see if anybody swam out? And if they didn't, would they go throw a party? Didn't they, now, now, did they go and apologize to the families afterwards? Hey, sorry, we thought your daughter was a witch and we murdered her. <laughs> did they throw in their little dogs too? And your little dog, too. Oh, God, that's so fucking great. That is so awesome to think about that and the mindset they had at that time. Oh, I know how we'll get rid of these witches. We'll drown them. I'm surprised they didn't do the stake through the heart or get a silver bullet. And now we're going to make a movie. A Netflix movie. Ooh, thanks, Netflix. Um, we're going to make a Netflix movie about the prequel to Great Expectations. Oof. Boy, oh, boy, I've been waiting on this. My prayers are answered. I've been sitting around thinking, do I want another season of The Boys? No. Would I love it if they brought Ray Donovan back to Showtime? No. Am I excited for the new release of, of Justified and Heels? No. I want a fucking prequel to Great Expectations, damn it. Mm. Very true. Couldn't be a silver bullet. Coors wasn't around yet. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Big S fan says if they were married, I know the husbands didn't need an apology. <laughs> you know. You know a bunch of those fucking guys. Look, I don't mean to laugh about it, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's funny. How do, how do I explain shit like that? You know there are some guys that were just fed up with their vibes. I refuse to use the term old lady when I'm describing someone that's important to me. I, I hate that phrase. Oh, my old lady. Oh, it's so gut-wrenching. Um. <laughs> But you can see them guys up there. Oh, here ye oh, my old lady oh. I think she's a witch. Yeah, because you found some young gal in town that you want to fucking bang. 
broad. Broad's a great word. Broad, scallywag. I mean, we, we could use the old British term of cunt. Twat. I just don't like the old lady. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be good if you called your wife a twat in public either. I, 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 I probably frown upon that too. Imagine your wives would probably frown upon that as well. Uh, all right. Moving on. God damn it. What is wrong? What is wrong with the youth of America? What is wrong? This is no yuck. If I got to see it, y'all got to see it. God damn it. The headline reads I've made thousands on OnlyFans after letting my body hair grow. I'll never shave again. Well, on behalf of pretty much every man on the planet. gonna do hold on a second here this is number in this phone <laughs> i hope he answers oh please answers oh yes there he is i hope this is the right number <laughs> our friend jay slater he he likes uh he likes hairy women. Even though Mrs. Dingawing is not a hairy woman. Uh, hey, how you doing? It's Jay. I can't take your call right now, but if you'd like to leave a brief message and your name and number, be much appreciated. I'll call you back as soon as possible. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Slater, hey, it's Arnie. I'm on the air right now, and I just found a story that's just for you. Uh, I'm going to read you the headline, um, because I know you're a fan of this. This is a big fetish of yours. Uh, This young lady, Sherry from Seattle, in case you go on OnlyFans today, look up Sherry from Seattle, says, I've made thousands on OnlyFans for letting my body hair grow. Now, I know how much of a fan you are of women with body hair, so uh, there you go, my friend. Love you, buddy. Does he still have the Harry book? No, I have the Harry book somewhere. Somewhere, it is somewhere in, in some boxes somewhere, there's this book on naturally hairy woman that I gave Jay for his birthday. Oh, God almighty. Jesus Christ, there's some armpit hair. And that's a lot. That's more than me. Come on now. That gal looks like she's got buckwheat in a fucking headlock. I've been growing my bush for about six months. I stopped shaving everything else eight months ago. I shaved six months ago because one of my fans paid me $5,000 to do so. Another paid me $7,000 not to shave again, so here I am. Come on now. Come on. That, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, yuck. Young girls out there, look, look. That maybe you're listening to this in your mama's car. Maybe maybe you're an 18 year old girl that's listening to this and you know getting ready to to put your college resumes in and all that kind of shit. You're listening to this shit. Let me tell you something real quick. If you find a fella that likes that, you run. You run for the hills. You just keep running. Okay. 
I, I'm just telling you right now, the, the, the Idaho thing could happen to you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The, the, no. Mm-mm. No. Look, look, hair down there, is, it, it's okay. It, it, no, no problem there. It don't have to be, you know, wiped clean. It don't have to look that way. But hair on your legs and your underarms, no. 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 Swear to God. I'll never shave again. So my man and I live on some lake a lot. We've noticed a trend at the pay station. Chicks working the booth don't shave their legs. What the hell? Only hair acceptable is a little bush above the pussy. Well, thank you, College Station. I appreciate that. That the hair down there reference wasn't quite enough, but you had to, you had to give the pinpoint location. Right above the pussy's fine. <laughs> That's like a detailed map you gave there, College Station. Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit on the pussy, okay? Is that how you order it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just too funny. The way that was written is just too fucking comedy. Oh, God damn it, College Station. That made me laugh right there. I said it. I said it. I said it. Yes, you did, my friend. You did say it. I said it. I said I said it. God bless you for owning it, my friend. That is awesome. Oh, please stop this trend. Hairy legs and pits go well with those who love Starbucks and White Claw. Well, I'm glad College Station cleared it up. I was thinking Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stink fist, thank you. Thank you. That's where I was. When I said hair down there, I, I, I know that everybody in here, everybody listening, when I said the, the phrase, eh, there's nothing wrong with Hair down there. You just heard. Oh, hair in Australia? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, you guys, I tell you what, this is, uh, you guys are one of the big reasons I come in each morning. You guys are some funny fuckers. I tell you what, you make my day. Oh, not to mention that these stories also make my day. I s- <laughs> I've already I've already previewed or, or, or teased the last story of the day. It, it it is truly phenomenal, and I'm not just trying to say that. Um, by the way, lots of big stuff happening on the show this week. Tommy's going to be here Thursday. Christopher's going to be on that show. Joe Murphy is with us Friday. We've got listener mail tomorrow. I've, I've been going through some of the listener mail. Great listener mail segment uh, coming up tomorrow, brought to you by JS Force. Once again, all easy, easy, easy to access. $2.99 at ArnieRadio.com. That's all you got to do. And your day can be made. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, you make our day, Arnie. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, but, man, oh, man, you guys don't know what you give me. You give me a way to blow off so much fucking stress and steam in my head. Oh, I'm so anal about that. When I go backpacking for a few days, I bring a razor. I'm Italian after all. Oh, yeah. You'd look like a chia pet after like two or three days. My God. Can't believe I just called someone a chia pet. <laughs> One of my biggest fans. Yeah, you're a chia pet. You're Italian. You're a chia pet. 
Oh, this is a funny story that's going around. Is Chris Christie. Chris Christie is just getting trolled left and right everywhere he goes. I don't know if anybody got to see the picture of him the other day. This is a former governor of New Jersey who was like Donald Trump's right-hand man, or at least he wanted to be. He was like that retarded tag-along kid. This show makes my day. Hold on a second. I got to get stuff ready here. Um, <laughs> show makes my day. Yesterday I repeated. Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. Three times. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie was on a flight the other day, and he's passed out, and this lady in front of him is wearing a Make America Great hat again, and she took a picture. Click. But that's not that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, he was at the GOP conference uh, recently, and this is what happened to the fat bastard. And by the way, he's gotten even fatter. Cyber attacks on public infrastructure threaten the institutions we all rely on. Okay, when great. Organizations- Fantastic. I'm not going to listen to that. Uh huh. Four, three, two, and one. Here we go. I'm running. No, you're not. Because he's let us down. He has let us down because he's unwilling. He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any, uh, any of the faults that he has, and any of the things that he's done. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership. And I, you can boo all you want. The first rule of public speaking is don't encourage your crowd to boo. You can boo all you want. Well, you just, first of all, uh, Delta's new handle on Xbox is Ching Chong Bing Bong. (laughs) That's so fantastic. I, I love that so much. I love that we embrace how awful a human beings we all are. I, I, I mean, it, it is truly fantastic that we can have an open and honest discussion about this stuff. Where in the hell did I put this shit? Is it in pastors? No, it's not there. Newest? No, not there. I just had this damn thing. Good mornings. There it is. I want to be ninja. This has got to be your ringtone. Can you imagine that going off on somebody's phone who's Asian? I would probably pee my pants in public. Literally pee my pants if I heard that. I'd laugh so hard. Chris Christie, you big dumb fuck. I I mean, seriously. There is no redeeming quality of Chris Christie whatsoever. Usually fat people can be kind of jolly or funny. He's neither. He's not intimidating. He's a joke. He's literally, he is a family guy character from New Jersey. That's all Chris Christie is. He, he is a caricature of New Jersey. 
and not even the good, really, uh, really repulsive version of the Italians walking around grabbing their nutsacks. This is just a dirtbag from New Jersey. I would get that ringtone and it would go off in the Asian market, yeah. At least he didn't say sold and shared state secrets to India. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean this, what Joe said yesterday? Uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and yep. a lot of very important things that we shared. Yeah, at least your son sure did. But hey, that's okay. You make jokes about it. We'll see you at the impeachment trials. All he needs is a guy following with a tuba. That would be so great. People should start throwing peanuts at him. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. They shouldn't do that. People should not do that. Another radio show called him Chris Christo. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Um, How am I doing? Oh, I got to do this story about some asshole. By the way, it wasn't an American this time. Thank God this is not a story about an American. It was an English-speaking guy, an idiot, who decided, hey, you know what? When in Rome, right? The end of that phrase is, do as the Romans do. Well, one thing Romans don't do, when in Rome, is they don't break out their keys and etch their name into the almost 2,000-year-old Colosseum. No, but that's what this dipshit did. A bystander filmed a Taurus as he carved the names into stone walls of the 1,937-year-old building using a set of keys. He scratched in Ivan plus Haley 23. Um, here we go. Is this the video? Can I play this video? Okay, here we go. Oh my god. Stupid asshole. Somebody just called him a stupid asshole. Okay, I can I can live with that. How 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 do you do that? Uh, uh, <laughs> hey man, see this is a redneck thing that that that, that we, And by the way, we ain't gonna use the damn keys. We but see you can tell this person ain't from the south. I'm gonna tell you how you can tell this person ain't from the south. First of all, we ain't gonna use our keys because we don't want to fuck up our keys because we need to drive home. Okay. Secondly, I can tell this person is not a redneck because they are in Rome. Rednecks do not go to Rome. They might go to Rome, Georgia. I know there's a Paris, Texas. There's an Italy, Texas, too. That's about as close as we get. Thirdly, if we're going to carve our name in something, we're going to use one of the sharp devices that we have on us, not keys. Either the buck knife in the cool leather carrying case, the pocket knife, which is in our pocket, or the long blade that we have hidden in our cowboy boot. That's what we're going to use to etch our names into a wall 
but we aren't going to do it in a 2,000-year-old Colosseum because we're not assholes. That's worse than getting your girl's name tattooed on you. <laughs> Relationship is over. Oh, man, that is the most correct mundo statement ever. Oh, when you people get names tattooed on you, I just shake my head. Unless it's your mama or your daddy's name, maybe a sister, maybe a brother. Don't get your significant other's name ever tattooed on you. Just don't. What happens is this, okay? This is what happens. If you get your significant other's tattoo ta- name tattooed on you, what happens is it's a stir in the universe. And the universe goes, oh, wait a second. That's like the guy who wears a concert T-shirt to that concert. They're douchebags. So we're going to cause them terrible, terrible emotional pain instead of physical pain that they actually deserve. Holy shit, there's malaria in Texas now? Oh, that might go with the story that I've got coming up. Uh, let's see, my ex is an idiot. He got my name on him. He was mad that I got a Cowboys tattoo on me and not his name. I'm still a Cowboys fan, yeah. Hey, man, that August will be me and the wife's 25-year anniversary, and we said to each other a long time ago, no tattoos of each other's names, and I call it bad luck. Oh, amen. Uh, I got a friend who passed away, signature tattooed on me. That's fine. Those friends, like stuff like that, tribute tattoos, or for mama and daddy, all good in the hood, bruh, as the as the young kids would say. You get your wife Roseman's name tattooed on you, it's over. TikTok. My wife and I had our twenty year anniversary. She said, "Want to tattoo each other's names?" I said, "Eh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna work out." <laughs> so no. <laughs> That's funny. What a dickhole, this guy. And by the way, his picture's now circulated. That motherfucker better be out of Rome soon. Because the, the Romans, they don't care for that. For, for some odd reason, they don't like you um, weakening the structure of a 2,000-year-old building. I'm just saying. I mean, it, you know, I, I know it's only a name, but you still don't want those bricks to fall apart. Because a lot of people like to go there, and they charge a lot of money, and they make a lot of money from it. After couples get their names tatted, then they go home to their trailer park. Oh, it's, look, look, Pam and Tommy. They got their names tattooed on each other. Well, it didn't last, did it? And, and, and you can be the cool guy and get the name tattooed on your ring finger, and I just, nope. Nope. Ain't going to happen. That's the world karma for you, people. Ah, now, now this is just the word. I, where did the hell did this happen? This, this is this is a terrible. This is in Indonesia, so it's over by China. I'm not very good with geography, especially the Asians. Um, tourist in Indonesia woke up to see an orangutan and its baby had gotten into their house. Instead of wreaking havoc and causing damage, the great ape spawned through the, to wash its hands before heading to the fridge to grab some drinks. 
It grabbed the soap, washed its hands, and just walked in the house. Now, 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 real quick. Uh, these people filmed it too, okay? And and it's a mama orangutan and it's a baby orangutan, and they just walk into the house like they invited, like their family. They ain't. Um, gotta tell you this right now: orangutans are dangerous people. Once again, once again, unless you're cowboys girl, of course. Orangutans are a part of, that's right, you guessed it, nature. And nature is not your friend. Now, they're lucky they only grabbed some some Cokes and some sodas and some water because you didn't get... (laughs) Never been there before, but I heard it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. That's what I'm, I'm just telling you right now. Indonesia, gorgeous. Um, I got a hooker's initials put on my ring figure. Yes, lots of alcohol involved in that six weeks. Still got the tattoo, but no hooker. Trash Panda says, we go every 10 years and get a Roman numeral X for each year of marriage. Currently, we have two X's working on three. That's cool. That's a great design. Ratty Kid says, the more you know. Mm -hmm. Scott says, right turn, Clyde. Exactly. I don't want orangutan punching me or pooping in a cop car. Hashtag every which way but loose, or any which way you can, whichever one you like. I'm just going to tell you this right now. I've been kidnapped, because that's the only way this could happen. I've been taken against my will to Indonesia, because I believe you probably need shots to go there. So somebody gave me shots to go there, so I don't get what, pancreatitis or hepatitis F? F through Z, that all the mosquitoes carry. I'm just telling you right now. I'm I'm sitting in a room, and all of a sudden the door opens, and it ain't the police, and it ain't somebody throwing me a birthday party. It's an orangutan. Yeah, I've soiled myself. I've completely soiled myself. You look 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 here. I would do better in the ocean fighting a shark than I would messing with an orangutan because I know I've lost that fight. I would think that I would stand a little bit of a chance with a bear. Not much. But we're talking like 1% with a bear. I already know I'm dying in that one, too. The bear one, I'm hoping the bear bites me in the jugular and I bleed out in like eight seconds so it's over quick, even though that would be the longest eight seconds of my life. I'm afraid the orangutan's going to hurt me. It's going to start, like, breaking off, like, limbs of mine. And then might try to have sex with me because they're dirty creatures. I'm just saying. Remy says, I heard the story of the orangutan in Africa that cracked the kid's dome open, took his brain up to a telephone pole, and ate it in front of the mom and villagers. That was one of the greatest stories we ever did, Remy. That was going to that was supposed to be glazed on a plate. Oh yeah. Ba- it, it, and it was a baboon. It was it was not an orangutan, it was a baboon. Went into this hut, this village. I can remember the the first two all-time Hall of Fame stories from that segment. That was one of them where it, it stole a baby from the crib, went up a, a tree, and just fucking ate the brain right there in front of the whole village. And then there's that great story about that dad who lost his job on the oil rig, and he came home, and he was such a loser that he decided to behead himself with a chainsaw in front of his children. 
Oh, that's glorious. That right there. I mean, the, the strength alone to chainsaw your own head off. That's a tough man. I am definitely doing pay-per-view to see Arnie battle an orangutan. Oh, it, it, it ain't going to be much of a battle. Mm-mm. It ain't going to be much of a battle. That orangutan, uh, like I said, I've soiled myself. I've given up my location to every animal in that area. Thank you, Remy. Um, yeah, wow. The orangutan just walks in. Honey, did you order room service? No, I ordered an orangutan. Oh, these last three stories. The last one, it deserves to go last. But these other two, man, oh, man, they're just so. We'll go with this first guy first. This is the story uh, of Damien Boyce. He's from Indiana. Now, Damien is. A, a, an asshole. We, we can we can all say this. You see, one night last week, or a couple weeks ago, a young lady named Amber Braun said she was checking her mailbox in the morning last month. Oh, this happened last month. When a man approached her and pulled out a firearm. Uh, let's see, uh, audio's familiar, my work computer is shitting itself, I need to call the brain trust to fix it. All right, my friend. So, the man had come up to her, tried to rob her at gunpoint after she got off late at work. He took out the gun out of his pocket to show me what was going on. Let me in your house. She didn't do that. She forked over about $100 in cash to him. Later, it was found out it was Mr. Boyce. After he got the money, he pointed the gun at her and demanded she add him on Facebook. I thought maybe I add him on Facebook, he would leave me, and he did. He then began messaging the victim on the social media app complimenting her, and then asking her out. One message said, Damn, you was too pretty to rob. And then he said he'd pay her back. She wrote him back, says, I believe you, man. I can tell you're sweet. Times just get rough. Boyce then reported asked her to come chill with him. Makes me a little on the edge knowing that people walk up and down these streets looking for places to commit crimes, she told the outlet. By the way, she 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 turned him in. Because the first rule of robbing people is not asking them to add you on Facebook. And then it actually being you. As the Joker said in the original Batman movie, don't we deserve a better criminal now? Or is this the criminal that America deserves? 
a guy who is willing to rob a woman at gunpoint and then say, hey, could you add me on Facebook? And then ask her out? Stinkfist says, man, what a bitch. I know, right? I mean, I always want to go out with people that rob me. That's just That just sounds like a party. Holy shit, you held me up at gunpoint? Let's go out and have some brewskis. You don't know how much I wanted that story to be from Florida, but it was Indiana instead, so close enough. All right, down to the final two. This, this story is very, very sad, and it's very, very, I'm going to say it funny. The Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, uh, uh, it's a college in uh, Troy, New York, has filed a lawsuit against the Dangle Cleaning Services, an outside firm that the employer hired to clean the building. This story goes back to 2020. It's just now making the light of day. Um, One of the janitors shut off a circuit breaker on September 17th. Best day of the year, bitches! Cut the circuit breaker to a freezer storing cell cultures, samples, and other research elements at minus 112 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperature rose to minus 25 degrees Fahrenheit after the freezer was turned off. Damaging and destroying all of its contents. By the way, some of the contents had been in there for Tens, if not twenties of years. Sign on the door to the lab's freezer allegedly explained the source of the alarm and included instructions on how to silence it if necessary. Now you're saying, Arnie, why did you read that? Well, I read that because the reason he flipped the circuit breaker was because he was tired of hearing the beeping noise. They demolished more than 20 years of research. The cleaning company told public safety staff that he heard annoying alarms and he went to the open electrical box to stop the incessant beeping. He mistakenly believed he was turning off the electrical breakers when he had turned it off instead. Uh, At the end of the interview, he still did not appear to believe he had done anything wrong, but was just trying to help. Oh, God almighty. That is so fantastic. Oh, shut that goddamn noise off. Click. Next day at work. Who the fuck turned the fridge off? Jesus. Oh, that's so great. Man, that, that that's losing your job in style right there. <sighs> and our final story. I know I've been building this up, and it better be good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is. Because... Everyone from Florida is stupid. 
Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. is an emergency announcement from the Arnie Broadcasting Network. This is not a test. The travel restrictions to Florida continue. Sadly, they continue today. I, I, I offered these, uh, these travel restrictions uh, about two weeks ago. When we found out that bears can now swim in Florida and have been swimming in the ocean for quite some time, I don't know if they're, they're teaming up, if they're patching over with the sharks. I'm not sure how that works, but it sounds pretty deadly. And then with the swimming bears, we classified Florida as the deadliest place on earth, even more so than Australia. And you thought I was kidding. Well, 39-year-old Florida woman Shelly Pulaski doesn't think I'm kidding anymore. See, Shelly, she was out last week. She's a 39-year-old gal. She was running some errands and then decided to go for a run, and she took her little shih tzu. Now, when she was running... Wouldn't you know, the little stupid dog got entangled, and it tripped her, and she fell on her face forward onto the trail and cut up her nose and forehead. Now, that, that, I can see that happening. That's not just Florida. That, that could be anywhere. But there was a problem. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Let me, let, me, let me do that again. But there was a problem. The mother of two says things took turn for worst because she couldn't seem to heal. She was an attractive gal, too, at one point. Um, I went to the doctor who said he could help me, so he did a skin graft over my nose and, and re- restitched my forehead. During the procedure, she had a screen graft taken from behind her ear, followed by 20 stitches on her nose and up to additional on her forehead. Now, why did this happen? Well, I will tell you why this happened. The mother of two claims that things took a turn for the worst after an infection ate away at her skin so much she had a gaping mango-sized hole in her forehead. That's right. The soil in Florida causes massive, massive infections. And it eventually rotted her Skin off. Holy shit! I mean, you look at this gal now, she kind of looks like Frankenstein. I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but you should see the pictures. She's got a big old gigantic scar going across her six head now. After all that, then she suffered septus, 
an extreme response to an infection that impacts 1.7 million Americans every year. She was cut from ear to ear to remove the infected areas. However, it got reinfected. Oof. So, ask family. A mango size hole? I didn't know we were talking about Dawn in this segment. Oh, come on. That'd be a watermelon size hole. Um, even the soil in Florida can get you. That's all you need to take from the story. Not a lady running with her shih tzu. Not a once attractive gal now looking like... I mean... Boy, that, that really, I, I got to say, that really brings in the death do us part really close to getting Because you're looking at it like, oh, fuck, death did happen. My God. She's looking to fundraise $30,000 for reconstructive surgery, which would involve having her forehead re-lowered to its... And, <laughs> you can get your forehead re-lowered. Um, to restore volume in her cheeks and fixing skin texture from scarring. She hopes to have it done before her and her fiancé of eight years, David Miller, get married in December. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm I'm just I'm just gonna tell you this right now. I'm not holding my breath on that wedding. I am not going to buy a gift for that wedding until the day of. You better get married on a Saturday so I can stop at fucking Walmart and get something on your damn registry there. Montezuma's revenge got nothing on Florida's revenge. No shit. She's no longer dateable and her little dog, too. Oh, Jesus. All right, ass family, that does it for us today. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being here. Again, thank you to Mikey for being on the show today. It was phenomenal to have him in. Um, hopefully, and he calls me or texts me later on today, and I'll tell you when I'll be on his show. That'll be a lot of fun. Please remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there tomorrow. We got listener mail Thursday. Tommy, Christopher, Friday, Joe. What a jam-packed week of shows, ass family. So until tomorrow, have a great day and adios, everybody. <laughs>
the edge of the sky On top of a mountain so tall Wishing to God I could fly, fly, fly When I ain't even done climbing the wall Could you help me let the teardrops roll Or anything to cleanse my soul Or if you've got a single raindrop to spare Lord, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere is outside waiting to arrest him.